<laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back to Tabletop Notch. Oh, um, we missed you dearly on the week off. Um, we hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to be coming in tonight with chapter 11 of Brunk Hollow. We left off uh, on, a, on a musical note. Uh, with, uh, oh, once again, a shout out to Stephen for the wonderful composition of Drunk Hollow, a popular, yes. popular tune Woo! in town. Magical. Um, we have a few meetings taking place. TC and Morna having a quiet moment for discussion, as well as Doxley and Ilian uh, getting getting the lowdown from Niall Morton and Ooh, what Drunk yeah. Hollow has been all about. That's right. And Kate meeting with. Her feelings. <laughs> I was gonna say an empty <laughs> bottle. <laughs> uh, but before we dive back in, uh, let's do some stuff. We have a couple things to get through today, just because we've had a week off, as well as a Patreon drop and many other things. But where oh. shall we start? So many exciting things. Uh, thanks for joining us on Sunday here on Twitch. There's other ways to listen to and watch the show, much like these. A podcast way. Tuesdays <laughs> happens for podcasts anywhere you listen to them. Thank you so much. Uh, I know Jordan uh, posted the our, a bit of our Spotify roundup, and we have so many oh, wonderful yeah. people over so on Spotify exciting. enjoying oh it. And the poll, did we? What was the final poll for who is shippable, leashable? Oh, uh, well, that oh. would be revealed. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, who can, knows? you can you can who like look <laughs> tonight. Tonight in the be right back video, we find out who has the loudest farts. Mm. Oh, as though we needed a poll. I mean, oh, there is an objective <laughs> answer to there that is. one. It's there not is. really a. Anyway, podcasts come out on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, the YouTube video goes live on Friday for everyone. But if you are so near and dear to our hearts that you are a YouTube member, a Patreon subscriber, or I think that's it, then you can watch the YouTube video go live early. Uh, you get a three, four, whole, four whole days of. Yep. You get it three whole days early on Tuesday um, to enjoy there, ad-free and everything. Um, uh, we're on all social medias that you love uh, and I love. At Tabletop Notch. <laughs> you can search at Tabletop Notch. You'll find our behind-the-scenes clips and uh, uh, pictures of our faces and other things there that are fun to look at. You love it. I love we it. We got there. We got there. Discord. <laughs> doing so good. I don't even know. It's two man. weeks. It's two weeks. Uh, please join the Discord. There has been crazy, awesome Woo. things getting posted Holy there, um, including a very, very <laughs> faithful, faithful depiction of. Deidre and just how Deidre. and Morna's, Morna's inner turmoil. It's true, all yeah. of it together. Please, it more Morna edits. I'm begging yes. for more Morna edits. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to join the Discord right now and the go idea, find out. The idea that that video could be posted and Morna may be in the running for the least shippable is wild. <laughs> oh, that is. I don't think it's. Insane. I don't think she's in the running. That's wild. I mean, part of that video is. Morna, part of his Deidre, I say. Who's very simple. Discord is amazing. It is. Uh, it's things like fan edits. Um, uh, one of the most popular things recently, and that I love, is the newest episode discussions. Woo! Uh, we had over a thousand messages in the last one uh, of people just talking about all their theories about the characters and what's going on in Brunk Hollow. So. A, a, a robust conversation happening yeah, every was, week in it between was episodes. Little theories about the characters to like what the last episode meant for the broad spectrum of the whole yeah. campaign. It was like yeah. crazy. And and we we'll pop in there and and 
stir the pot. Well, no, no. It, it, sometimes we'll answer questions I mean, if yes. they're if they're you know widely known and, and stuff like that. So we've we've checked in and, and answered some of your questions. Yeah. So yeah, uh, go to discord.gg/tabletopnotch because we now have a Ooh, fancy a custom UL. Yes. Instead of slash xgr two six. Yeah. Thanks to all of our uh, Discord boost? boosters. Oh my yeah. Gosh, yeah. So thank you to them as well. Uh, um, that's it for me. You mentioned Patreon, so a couple tiers of that, but this week we released our um, Big Notch tier, which is like any of our homebrew stuff that we've put to PDF form mm. that you can infuse into your own D&D campaigns. Matthew, would you care? Yeah, this was a really fun one this month. Um, and a, a special shout out to uh, both Jordan and Deirdre who contributed to it. Um, this month's, and I'm gonna bring it up on the other thing which is a little easier to see, but cool. here in the binder, uh, it's the Broncolo Book of Hymns and Prayer. <laughs> which, um, here, let me bring it up on. Amazing. Turn to there page three in your hymnal. Um, <laughs> it contains a whole bunch of sort of context neutral. Oops! Oh, oh no! Oh, it's the binder <laughs> of hymns and prayers that you could slot into a campaign. The idea being that if you don't want to pull from real scripture and you also don't want to come up with something on the fly, there's a lot of sort of general spiritual and godly text. There's also I'll flip to this sort of first page here. There's some suggestions and instructions for how you might use some of this stuff, whether it's constructing a puzzle like you've seen in uh, oh Broncolo, or just using prayers as like somatic components for clerics or you know all kinds of things that you can use this kind of text for. In addition, the, a very special uh, extra is if you see this musical note here at the bottom, oh. so up yeah. near Let the Gods Take You Up the Mountain, um, we've provided for many of them, I think over half of them have a little uh, music box tune much like you heard in the puzzle earlier that give you a sense of uh, the melody of the hymns. And also uh, the words sung by Jordan. Nice. Um, yes. She sounds amazing. Okay. She sounds great. A triple threat. <laughs> yes. What's the um, third? Being funny. Fist fighting. Oh. <laughs> oh. Fist fighting. So four. Huge yeah, yeah, It's the first one. Four or five per threat? Challenge. Being hot. hot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. Hot uh, sing fight. And, <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> hot sing fight. <laughs> <laughs> the D and D triple threat, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna bring up. We're going. Oh, let me flip to the page. Actually, yeah, oh, which one can't we? We we wanted to show off the. There's one that is written in Elven. Yes, that's my and, <laughs> and has a uh, a common translation. If you look to plead plea of the elves here in the, in the bottom right, um, and we're gonna play so you get an idea of kind of what it sounds like. Um, and you so can hear it in the original <laughs> Elven <laughs> pronunciation. This is bomb. So here it is. Wow, oh, I nope, can't. This is it. so cool. Oh, yes, that is it. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
by mommy. Yes! Oh my goodness. Slaughter the monsters, the arc magic, and fiends. Oh my god. Uh, so if you have a campaign that's uh, rather uh, godly focused or simply have a cleric in your campaign, uh, as we do, um, feel free to check it out and, and incorporate it as, as you wish. Um, what did Matt just say? If you have a cleric in your campaign, as we do. in this campaign? I don't mean a playable. In your part, okay. I didn't say, oh, I I didn't say in the part. Yeah. Who is it? I just, oh my god, I thought you just were like doing an Easter egg. She, she went, she went. <laughs> she was nervous because she, because he outed her. Oh, that would have been some acting for the ages. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, really cool release. Uh, we wanted to take a moment uh, just to show, uh, but enjoy it. Enjoy the songs. Enjoy the enjoy the hymns, and um, and that's that's our Patreon drop for the month. Love, um, really cool. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, What's next? Uh, uh, reading all the nice people. Uh, we we, we will say, do that. Was, did, we, say, did we get everything? We didn't talk about merch, probably. Oh, yeah, no. There's great merch. Yeah, merch. We also have some stuff coming in that will hopefully be around just before, like, holiday gifties and stuff like that. So keep an eye out probably next week. Uh, Pokonoka's, of course, working on something else that's oh also God. amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so stay tuned. I ordered a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, The, the Albert hats. Ta if you're a Twitch subscriber, you can see them live, but top-notch patrons and YouTube members get to get access to the Notch and Sodas. I, I yeah. say that because... Oh. Yeah, Notch and Sodas next week. Next week. <laughs> Somebody was asking in the chat if there's one tonight. It usually oh, li lines yeah, up with like the f every, every four. fourth episode. Every, yeah, and every so, four yeah. episodes, not every four weeks, which might have been the confusion. Yeah. Oh, we have to yeah. Off. Oh, every four weeks that we have a stream. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Business weeks. But it's not like the first Sunday of every month. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. Every fourth. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, next week, Notch and Sodas. Yeah. I know, right? Oh, it's gonna be so fun. much to talk about already. Um, um yeah. okay, yes. was that it? Was yes. that, did we cover everything? Um, uh, okay, here we go. Talinda, Talinda, resubscribe. Low Brass Guy, resubscribe. Carnold, oh, 194 resubscribe. Uh, Capuchin with a jacket, resubscribe. What's happening? Capuchin with a jacket gave out a community sub. Wiz and Wiz Renang, resubscribe. What is going on? No, keep Press going. Oh. You're Alpha seventy nine, two community subs. Wiz Renang, five community subs. Stone Tillion, subscribe. Crunchy Kitten, seventy four, subscribe. Jim zero one zero two A, resubscribe. Hello and welcome. And I feel like maybe there were bits. Oh yes, uh, Lebio did a hundred bits. Uh, Low Brass Guy did a thousand bits. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, oh, I think I'm a dum dum, resubscribe. Why didn't oh, that one show up in the first? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, Jimmy Pro, resubscribe. Trash Boston, resubscribe. Uh, Finny Can resubscribed. Um, oh, and a Wild Meat Popsicle hit their five stream streak. Wow. I don't know what. Wow. The, I'm back. getting those yeah. on my feet all of a sudden. I don't know. But amazing. Aww. Oh, FNAF resubscribed, 22's resubscribed. Ali Slayer did 21 bits. Um, wow, it really did skip a ton of stuff. Ali Slayer, 100 bits. Golden Dagger, 10, 1,050 bits. Ooh. Excuse me. Um, Rowan KT resubscribed. Uh, Queldroma resubscribed. Oh my god, so many people resubscribed. Why didn't they show up at first? I think I got everybody. I'm sorry awesome. if I missed someone. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, I like to think that all those bits were for the elven translation yes. of uh, yes. the elves. Yes, Cheers. our triple threat. Hot, <laughs> sing, fight. Was there someone in there named Ilian Stoned? Stoned Hillian. Oh, I thought I said Stoned Hillian. Oh, and I was like, Stoned Hillian. Like, <laughs> Stoned And then there was one at the beginning that was like Talon. There was a lot of, uh... Really? Talon? Yeah. Well, Talinda. Yeah. Talinda. Yeah. Talinda. Yeah. Talinda. Oh. You said Talinda or and I was like, yeah. Talinda. Talinda. That was it, I think. I Hi, Talinda. Thank you. Uh, thank you all very much. Thank you, thank you. All right, I think we've uh, we've hit all the important things. 
So I think it's time we're gonna throw it uh, over to the recap and then the intro, and then we'll dive back in. We'll get started in, in Broncolo. Yes, please. All right, everybody. Let's uh, let's do the thing. Previously, on Chapter 10, Dead Bath and Beyond, Ilian had an unusual request for Maeve Crittenden, who expressed her reservations about fulfilling the order unless she had a better understanding of what it was for. Reluctantly, he explained he was searching for information on Yarpaya, a mysterious word that had previously come up in the Nilbog basement. Elsewhere, Kate went back to the Merc Hall to grab Maeve's ingredient wish list, Gujek sought counsel regarding a potential deal with Izzy, and TC was called out by Doxley in the thoroughfare, which led to a one-sided bout of fisticuffs as a way to clear the air. As this was happening, another fight was taking place in the washroom within Paramount Lodgings, for Morna believed she'd seen the man who'd done her wrong, though this turned out to be something of a hallucination, and Bassett Clemens rushed in to snap her out of her delusion. Between the sea elves and the humans, whose upcoming dinner would prove to be a better bonding experience? And with frustration building on finding black powder, did Kate feel it was she who was about to explode? Stick around and find out on Chapter 11 of Broncolor. Before we go right back into a description of where we're headed, um, as I mentioned before, occasionally there is inspiration to be had <gasps> in Dog sleep! Nah. Don't nah. be excited. Reunite with nah. no. This nah. achievement is called With Friends Like These. Nah. Emerge the victor mm. in the first player versus player <gasps> moment of the campaign. Let's go! <laughs> no, no. Yes. Maybe, maybe if you had gotten me down twice without you going down, but this is bullshit. Someone's sad that they're not sing hot fight. <laughs> uh, I, a, I call foul. Wow. I, I would like to draw special attention to uh, the first player versus player moment in the campaign. So don't everybody go fighting each other in the hopes that you're oh. bring them inspired. Okay. By what it. if we down the other person flawlessly without being downed ourselves? What happened? And you get a pat on the back. <laughs> no one likes a sore loser. Yep, and you are a sore loser. Wow. Very Wham. cool. That's so cool. Wham. Struggling against the restraints at the lake has evidently worked up quite an appetite. For the ravenous pace at which Nile slurps down his seafood chowder rivals that of owlbears emerging from a winter-long hibernation. 
The sight of him picking shrimp tails from between his teeth conjures up images of home from a time ago. And the good-natured din of the chop house shares certain qualities of the dock ward's most popular watering holes. If a higher percentage of the patrons in here were blue-skinned, you could almost squint and see the ships out on the bay. But as Niall sets aside his bowl and leans in to speak at a suppressed volume, it's a rubber band snapping you back to the reality of where you are and what you came here for. Reaching into an interior pocket of his robe, Niall produces a wrinkled envelope, and he places it on the table without opening it. It looks like it's been in his possession for some time. The corners are blunted. There's a small coffee stain on one side and there's some ink that is faded and smudged to the point of illegibility from frequent handling of the envelope. Now, I've been in Broncolo almost since the beginning, and I can say for a fact that the real players here aren't your average Piran pushovers. Most of them have suffered in some way or another just to get here, so they're not gonna cave to rumor, whispers of danger. You two are probably too young to remember this, but Pike and I used to go down to the blacksmith and have iron casts made of teeth of different sizes. Quippers, dire wolves, marrows. And when vessels would hire us to escort them up and down the coast, especially the ones who couldn't afford to pull directly into the harbor, we would duck out of sight for a moment and use these casts to give ourselves a fresh batch of markings on our skin or some dents in our armor. They would eat that shit up with a spoon. Ah, <laughs> uh, praising us for our bravery. Wouldn't dare risk going at it alone in the future. Those headed to five crossings, they were the easiest marks. Could spot them a mile away. He takes a sip of his beverage, and that five crossings as well, that's part of the Ministry Ward. That's one of the more affluent neighborhoods in Peron, the, the, the uh, Ministry Ward and five crossings. But it's not so simple here. You don't have the Goryanon to fall back on, and people here will endure what others won't. You're not gonna get people to pay up unless they truly feel that their livelihood is in danger danger that they've seen with their own eyes. The good news is, when things start moving, they move fast, including reputations. You get a couple of Broncolo business owners speaking highly of you and your services, and you can parlay that into something bigger. Now before I get into this, he taps his finger on the envelope, why don't you dazzle me with your keen insight? in the short time that you've been here. Your mom and dad always said some of your best qualities were your ability to judge people's character. So of the people that you've met so far, what's your estimate? Who seems like they've got a good head on their shoulders? And who seems like they're treading water? Uh, I'm sad to say that I haven't met everyone in this town and I'm sure you have some people I haven't met and vice versa. Just the ones you have. <laughs> but, uh. Out of people from Broncolo, I've spent the most time with Maeve, Crittenden. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, what to make of her yet, but she seems... 
I hate to say this word because it reminds me of darker dealings of the family, but uh, a useful person to know. Um, she has her fair share of skills yeah. that others don't. And especially things that I wasn't even aware of that were possible outside of Broncolo. The, the alchemy things that she does and creates, it's its crazy to see that that exists. And so uh, her and... Um, Not hard to see why she fled to Broncolo. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, Speaking of alchemy, there's Gujak, who just arrived on the same cart that we are, uh, that we did, and... I feel like I've heard the name in passing. Gujak Claiborne, he's a... He's a half-orc, um... He, he was going to get, uh, kidnapped or mauled or killed by some bandits even getting into town. That brings me to my point. I actually escorted him to Izzy's today, and I got a glimpse at some of his potions, and Doxa, you'll start describing, like, the physical qualities, because she thinks that maybe Ilian has yes. encountered those before. Give me an arcana check and give it with advantage. Come on, oh. buddy, please! Okay. This is the first Arcana check of the campaign. No, I made one. No, I think she made one to look at those potions before. Right. <laughs> that is a that one, right? The dynamite. Is the dynamite, the dynamite is one, yeah. right? Go boom. Okay. Oh, you roll them okay, separately? I do, I do. <laughs> I can't roll well. Seven. Seven. The, it sounds so familiar to you, and you know for sure that something of this description passed through the docks when you were working there and mm -hmm. taking inventories there. You have the vaguest inkling that it has something to do with um, beasts and creatures, that the potion is used as a way to tame them or subdue them, some kind of, something to do with, you know, keeping dangerous creatures at bay. You're not exactly sure, but it has something, it's used, you remember a shipment coming in after someone made a request that there were some dangerous creatures in the bay and you used, somebody used those potions to, you know, mollify them in some way. What color did you say it was? Color, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just said like, I'll yeah, remember. Yeah, it, was sort of a it was sort of a blue green, like a sea green color. Okay. <clears throat> and that's all he had? That was just potions and potions of, of that? He only took out some samples. I would imagine he's got more and he won't disclose it to me. So he's supposed to be entering this exclusive deal with Izzy and was asking my advice on it. I said, don't do it. And now I'm kind of wishing I pushed a little harder on it because those potions sound like they could be valuable for exactly what we want to do here. Hmm. I'd need to, I need to get a bit more information from you or him to know exactly what we could do with those. Um, does it sound familiar to you at all, Niall? Mm, not particularly. Well, he trusts me. That's good enough. You said you went with this man to Izzy's. Yeah. What's your impression of her? She's gonna be a problem. Problem for who? Ellis. She knew me by name. Well, at least she knew the Tyrunes. Is she from Peron? I don't think so. How would she know about the Goryeonan then? No, she she said it. the Goryeonan to you? She said that she recognized the name. Tyrone, okay. And that I'm not in Slim Harbor anymore. So that's some pretty specific shit to just throw at a stranger. I don't like that at all. She runs a courier service, probably better connected to the cities than most others. Makes sense. Well, she didn't take too kindly to me the first time, but I'm charming. I'm sure I'll get on her good side. Make an inside check. <gasps> Both of us? 
No, just you. Just me? Who else? Uh, we had a brief run-in with uh, someone who maybe you'd be somewhat affiliated with with scouting and whatnot, uh, at Ace. Um, we went out on a brief mission with her. Uh, she was already out doing something for Bison, and we tagged along. Pretty firmly in Bison's camp, that one. That's the feeling I got. Um, yeah, we buried our other friend. Um, there, there was... I the name her somewhere. <laughs> A friend? And the one in the tree? That we put in the tree? That one that we put in the tree. I don't know yeah. if it was her friend. Someone, we found someone. Dwight. Another one of Bison's. He's dead. I feel like I've heard that name too. I'll look into it. We Bye. did a, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Ace seems like someone, at least a good scout, you can learn for information about things such as that. Yeah, we've competed over jobs a few times. I see. <laughs> She's got some magic to her. Yeah, I got the sense that she uh, doesn't mind experimenting in a way that uh, sometimes makes me nervous. Mm. We uh, did a job for the Montero successfully before saving you. Yeah, told me that. And they, the they owe me, me a favor, at least. I can't remember what you asked for. Uh, I told them I'd get back to them. Probably just information from them. So Montero's owe you a favor? Yeah. yeah. What Not was in that basement, by the way? So, uh, at the tavern where the goblins were, um, we were sent to, one, see how you were doing, and to burn it down. Um, I was afraid that you were in the basement, and I, we were explicitly told not to go into the basement, <laughs> but... But you went into the basement. <laughs> I only, w only because I thought your life was in danger. If you were down there, I wouldn't, I didn't care what anyone would have said. I was gonna get down there Explain and get yourself you. to me. Anyways, mm -hmm. in the basement, mm -hmm. uh... Amidst the disgustingness and smell, and there was that Nilbog down there, I took only the briefest of glances, but didn't seem anything super important. Maybe writings, books. I didn't see anything shiny or that there was treasures or anything like that. But it was once again a very brief sweep of the room. Once I saw Niall wasn't there, I, I went straight out. Huh? Um, yeah. So I don't know how, but obviously it's important if they told us not to go down there. Yeah. We're doing work with the Murkall tomorrow morning with another companion of ours, Kate. Hmm. She hasn't gone into specifics or anything. You met Daphne yet at the Murkall? No. Right. And She's... the Monteros, what do you think of them? Uh... <laughs> I like them. I'm not, I need to get to know them a bit more. I'm not sure what to make of them yet. The master of hedging his bets, Ilian Tyrone. Uh, well, I'd never want to commit too hard to anything until you know you can get out well on the other side. <laughs> All right. You came to town with a few people, Gujek included, and the yeah. people that came to help me. What's your impression of them? Should I need to call on them? Well. I don't need details. If I needed someone in a pinch, can you rank them? Rank them one to three. I, I could say I could. For their reliability in a fight. Yeah. In a fight? Uh, well, the very first impression I got from Morna, a woman with uh, the two weapons, the yickle and the spear. The human one. Yeah, yeah. Um, she killed someone right next to me when the bandits were attacking. She seemed not afraid of bloodshed. She got the job done. 
Um, didn't seem to bother her none afterward. Ah, uh, I don't believe she always it. seems a little bothered. So yeah, it's hard it was to hard see to tell when she's um. What? I was just gonna keep going. Oh yeah, no, I, no, Marna's number one. You th- yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, as far as fighting, I mean, Kate is very fast, very agile, um, but tends to stay out of danger more than anything. Uh, so for a fight to get dirty, I'm not sure. And TC knows how to hit a target with his crossbow quite well. Uh, I just don't trust him as innately, uh, based off of previous actions. But enough. If you're looking for something to be killed. From a range, she seems pretty good. When you say Kate, was it? Um, yeah. When you say she stays at the fringes of the fight, is that cowardice or carefulness? Uh, I don't. Have you seen more? I'm more at the front of the fight, and I feel like I never see her. So. No, I think it's tactful. But if she senses any kind of immorality to whatever task you're giving her, you're gonna hear about it. Kate at the bottom of the list, then. I would say as far as a nitty-gritty fight, I'd put Kate at the bottom, then TC, then Marna. All right, all's good and well. You're no fools, not that I didn't already know that. What I have here, again, motions to that paper on the table, is a journal of sorts. My musings, notes and accounts much like what we've discussed right now, of who I believe are the weak links in Broncolo. The people that, whether it's because of who they are or the line of business they're in, are vulnerable to coercion. For some, it's because they've made enemies in the camp. For others, it's because they're in debt. For others still, it's because the goods that they sell are sourced from areas off the beaten path. These are the people that we go after first. Um, Niall, if I could stop you there. Um, I felt like I was just getting started. I know. Um, perhaps, I mean, it's my turn to bring something serious to your ears. Um, and I've yet to talk to Doxley about this too much. But maybe perhaps I could get a gleaning on what exactly your long-term goals are here in Broncolo. Um, because I'm going to be honest with you, Niall. I'm frankly very sick of coercion and hunting the vulnerable. And I don't know if that's something I can do anymore. I don't, I should just up and say it. I don't want to be a part of the Goryeonan. I'm looking for a step away and be done with it all. Look for a brighter side of things. Things can be better than what I've known for this long. What are you doing here then, Elliot? I'm getting to the bottom of that. Uh, the surface response is I want to help people, and I'd like to do that when I'm surrounded with company that I trust, hence you and Doxley. Um, but I'm, the deeper answer is something I'm not willing to share with you two yet, because I need to know that if you know it, it won't put either of you in danger. And I don't know what that is. I've established myself here in Broncolo. Got my roots in the community. 
And I have plans. You're gonna be a problem, Ilian. For me. No. I wouldn't step on your heels ever, Niall. And I understand that sometimes there's a darker side of things that makes the world spin. I just am hoping to separate myself from that aspect, but help the world spin in other ways. I'd like to stay close, Niall, and, and if you have these, if you're sticking to traditional work styles as the Goryeonon, uh, perhaps I can be a help to you in other ways, just not in those dealings. There's that hedging again. It's a tough habit I feel I'll never break. Give me a persuasion check also. As you, you can tell that he's sort of mulling over not just the information that you've given him, but whether he feels like, you know, he can trust you at least to not sort of get in his way. Please, I haven't rolled well. <clears throat> yes! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. A dirty 20. <gasps> I'm gonna finish what I have to say. Of course. I'll, I'll shut up now. It's all you. Just sit and listen. And if I speak sense to you, feel free to chime in. And if I don't, well, we'll share a meal every now and then. Fair enough, Nile. It should be said that and you can tell now, as he speaks, that he addresses it mostly to Doxley as he continues. He occasionally glances over to you to check in, but he speaks to her pretty clearly directly. It should be said that another important part of the plan is undermining the integrity of the Murkhal. Right now, for the most part, that's where people go when they can't solve their own problems. But if we're going to champion ourselves as the stewards of safety, it would be easier if people's trust in their services eroded. I'm not gonna go through the particulars with you tonight. Settle in, get yourselves acclimated. Take some odd jobs, make yourselves known to the people in camp, hopefully in a positive way, more often than not. I'm in the middle of a couple things myself, nothing too exciting, but it'll be another day or two before I can really start to dig in. He taps on the envelope. I'll save this. Do we get a better sense of where we're at? And he takes the envelope and he puts it back in his robe pocket. <clears throat> I think that's all for me tonight. It's a pleasure to share a table with the two of you again. And uh, don't rush out on my account. Luther has an excellent baked apple pudding if you need to cap your meal off with something sweet. All right. And I'll call on you again soon. It's really good to see you, Niall. It's good to see you too, Ilian. I mean that, all things considered. Me as well. Cheers, Niall. Cheers to the both of you. Pours one last drink into his He had had a bottle there that was sort of reserved for the table. He pours one last one. Good night. Good night. Good night. Gets up. Mm.
he starts to walk away. A couple of, the, again, sort of as a man who definitely is known in town as he walks by some of the tables, people sort of give him a pat on the back. He shakes a couple hands on his way. He goes down the stairs and then as you look over the railing, you can see him sort of walk straight to the front door. Man of the people. <laughs> Perhaps that was ill-timed. I didn't mean to rope you into anything dark uh, or step on your toes. It's all right. <laughs> it's not all right, uh, I can tell by, uh, you're holding yourself and Everything. Um, do you want some? Try to make myself scarce. That's all I'm asking. Do you like some time alone? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll see you. This drinks on me. So uh, I'll see you back at the Paramount Toss. Elian, if you see TC, we're here for the Gorionon. Yeah. Just... Can you lie about that? To TC, at least. I wasn't aware that he was aware of our affiliations. Or is that... He said something in the bathhouse I haven't been able to shake, and it could just be a coincidence, but can you just hold up that persona just with him? Of course not. Thank you. Yeah. I will excuse myself. It takes a sort of long time kind of getting up and he watches kind of Doxley's face as he does and she sort of stares forward without sort of meeting his eyes and then he finally turns. Anything else as anything else as you sit there, Doxley? Is there Um Fuck. <laughs> No. Niall, wait. <laughs> What'd you fucking say? <laughs> Niall. Niall, wait. No. She's going to be like counting down the minutes because I believe Niall's instructions were to meet him at the Lucky Heathen like 30 minutes after dinner. So she is going to like literally oh, yeah. just Don't. try her best to count from 1 to 60 30 times okay. to stay calm and to start heading to the Lucky Heathen. One. <laughs> Two. I was like, it's been three hours. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking wasted. <laughs> uh, three. Wow. Trailing behind by a comfortable distance so as not to be spotted. <laughs> You watch Morna and TC step through the doorway of a building you've yet to visit yourself, though judging by the stumbling clientele and the unsynchronized singing voices emerging from within, it's a safe bet to be one of Broncolo's better known bars. Your head is swirling with thoughts of Daphne's contracts, diseased goblins, old acquaintances who had seemingly forgotten your face. And you stand now in the thoroughfare wondering how best to spend your evening before potentially tackling one of the tough jobs lined up for you in the downwheel on the following day. Though nothing has come easily, there's progress being made in your understanding of what motivates the various figures of importance in town. And if the dusty wish list in your pocket proves fruitful to Maeve, you may finally start to feel some real momentum start to build. For now, however, the only burning question that remains is, where to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like sitting inside, right? 
They went through the doors. You now can't see. Yet. You watch them go in through the doors, oh, and brother. I mean, the doors close behind them. So I put a tracker on. Them. <laughs> God. Oh. I take out. Beep. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> How crowded is it in there? It looks very crowded. So I could like theoretically like hang out in a corner. Potentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me begin by doing that. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna be there all night, but I I need to get, I need to see what this conversation is gonna be about. Talk okay. shit, but you can't keep your eyes off. As you start to approach the door very carefully, you wait a couple times to make like watch the door open and close to just make sure they aren't just on the other side of the door having an <laughs> And we're gonna pivot inside, so we'll flip back and forth a little bit. As the applause dies down and the resident musician takes a break between songs, you get a better look at the interior of the music box. It's an awkwardly confined space for the quantity of its rowdy regulars, though you can hear additional waves of laughter and some clomping boots on the floorboards above, an establishment that didn't quite foresee the exponential growth of Broncolo, and was thus forced to expand up instead of out as the demand increased. Most of the seats and tables on the first floor are spoken for, and the spaces in between are filled with standing patrons, especially near the south-facing wall, where a fireplace crackles and radiates a soothing warmth. The man with the green sash behind the bar acknowledges your entry with a nod, sort of nods to both of you before returning to a pour, leaving you to decide where you might like to make yourselves comfortable. Stepped inside, take a look around. This doesn't look like it's got a host booth and uh, <laughs> waiters coming oh, around. Oh, Dave does not. No. Okay. <laughs> the only, there, it seems like the guy working the bar and it yeah. looks like there's someone else behind there, like a young apprentice or another person working there. That's okay. the extent of the staff, as far as you can tell. Perhaps we check upstairs if there are seats? Sure. I thought that fireplace looked cozy, but get a better lay of the land by looking upstairs. Hmm. Let me, I, I'm Lead going to way. briefly say hello to a friend of mine. Another Just friend. a gentleman. Friends I... abound. Who, who's this friend? He's a drunk. <laughs> drunk friend. Well, <laughs> you look around and there's like 40 <laughs> drunk people in the room. So many <laughs> friends. <laughs> she, she's gonna laugh at that and be like, one moment, and go up to skits. Okay. Uh, both of you can be perception checks as you st sort of look around. Um, 15. 18. 18. I'll say, in addition to Skits, as you just look through the crowd and as you're moving, Skits is over by the fireplace. He's a part of that sort of large crowd by the fireplace, so you're moving in that direction. But you also see a couple other faces that you recognize. TC sees a couple faces in the far sort of back left corner that look like clinkers, partially in uniform. Like they don't have everything buttoned up, their jackets are off, but you can clearly see the gray uniforms. And see my buddy? he's not there, but two of the men there look like they were with him. Like two of the people that were walking with him. Um, one of them looks like the guy, if you remember, like after there was a little bit of a tense moment, he kind of shuffled him away or at least okay. turned his attention elsewhere. So. Smartest one. <laughs> a couple of the clinkers that you saw before are there at one of the tables. In addition to that, uh, Morna, you spot in another corner um, Rufus, the boy Wes's father. It doesn't look like the boy's here, but his father's here. He's, he's looks like he's with two other people at a table, just sort of sharing a drink, sort of in a jovial mood, he seems to be having a, a bit of liquor. Um, so you wander over to the fireplace where a number of the men, you can hear them as you get closer. Drunk hollow, drunk hollow. <laughs> like people are still sort of singing echoes of the song as they uh, sort of 
<sighs> but you said there's no like um sorry there's no like tables over here. It's like not two, at the fireplace. Falls. Yeah, there's n tables in the first floor, but not oh, right here at the fireplace. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There. There's a face I recognize. Hello, Mr. Skits. Good to see you again. Good evening. Good evening. Um, are are you well? <laughs> I am. Back at work. Happy to say. That's good. Have you had anything to eat? I had something this morning. Do okay. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I am here with a friend for supper, but I will see you later. And um, I'm gonna go back to TC. Okay. And you can hear. Uh, give me a perception check as you turn around and move back to TC. There. <laughs> That's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen again. Fifteen. You just—he does seem to at least talk to you. Doesn't say it. my girlfriend, uh, but he does seem to at least mention you to the people that he was staying with. So I met a new one came off the wagon, like he's explaining sort of how he met you. That's what you hear. Mm -hmm. Great. Um. They're meat cute. I. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to TC and. Uh, would you rather sit by the fire uh, if no. we found a table? That's all right. I wouldn't want to interrupt uh, your handsome friend. And... Oh. I, he's very sad. <laughs> I'm just trying to be kind. Oh. Hmm. Uh, when I said he is a drunk, I mean. Oh, afflicted. Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, he he struggles. I see. At first, I would say. Let's go upstairs. Okay. Now that now you saw the person, like when she first said he's a drunk and you looked yeah. around and a lot of people were <laughs> inebriated, you look over and he looks worse than most. Yeah. Not just in the level of drunkenness, but you know, he's just in his sort of demeanor, sort of unfocused, yeah. It's like, he's holding a bottle that as you look to the bar, it looks like that wasn't a bottle that came from here, like he brought it into the establishment. So like that you notice as well. Is but. there, a, can I, is the bar busy enough that if I approach the bar and I ordered some bread and I could send it over to him? Uh, yes. Okay. I mean the bar, there's people seated at the bar, but right. also um, the, you can see the bartender sort of motioning I'm, and getting orders from different I'm gonna people. do, I'm gonna no. do that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you approach the bar, the man with the green sash sort of leans forward. Welcome to the music box. Five beers on tap named for the five cities most of us come from. Plus two kinds of house whiskey if you need to get drunk faster. Mug of beer, shot of whiskey, doesn't matter which, five copper all around. Unesia unfiltered, Saywall suds, Ichik imbibe, Velvety Vancor, and Peron Pale Ale. The two whiskeys <laughs> are the downwheeled and the upwheeled. What would you like? Um, do you have any food? <laughs> <laughs> we got a few things in the kitchen, not much. What can I get you? Uh, I would like to send some food over to my friend, Mr. Skits, over there. Um, and I will have the Unesia, please. M Mr. Welker, what would you like? Uh, a glass of wine? <laughs> uh, there's ale and there is whiskey. Uh, whatever you're having. He'll have the Unesia as well. Two Unesias and bread sent over to Mr. Skits. Thank you, sir. He pours the beers and he slides them across and you want to wait for the bread or should I just take it to him? You can just take it to him. That's uh, one silver, four copper for the lot of them. You got it and I'll give him that. Yep. He looks like he goes back into the kitchen. You can hear him sort of, somebody's asking for fucking bread. <laughs> <laughs> and he closes the door. So. Um, you said four copper? One silver, four copper. Great, yeah. yeah let's go upstairs. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 
You squeeze past a couple of patrons to get to the narrow stairwell, and it's at this moment, though you don't notice it, that the door opens at the lower floor, and Kate sort of peers in, and you hit, you're seeing what you're seeing is Morna sort of picks up two glass, two mugs, hands one to TC, and then the two of them walk to the back wall, and it looks like they're turning around the corner, possibly to go upstairs. So you can see that. As you squeeze past the patrons on your way by, you get up to the second floor, which, while still somewhat crowded, has a couple of open tables, due mostly to the fact that people seem to be favoring leaning on the balcony railing so that they can see down below and have a view of where the music's being played. So a lot of people are kind of leaning and just kind of looking over, waiting for another song to start or something. As you walk around the perimeter looking for a suitable spot to sit, you notice that there are paintings along all of the walls, cities, and urban environments. You don't recognize all of them right away, but TC notices several depictions of the various districts of Peron, and Morna sees a pair of lovely murals that spark a pang of nostalgia, oil on canvas forming the ringed walls of Unesia and the sprawling outskirts of Periphery. So some, some visions of home as you guys are kind of walking past some of these paintings. You assume, based on the context, that some of the other paintings are probably some of the other major cities across the continent. So you're walking by those and you know you find a suitable table that's sort of near enough to the balcony, kind of on the uh, eastern facing wall. And you guys sit. As they sit before we get to that, Kate, you watch them disappear, presumably going upstairs. Oh, Kate is gonna like stand in the doorway for a second and like watch them go up the stairs and like take a deep breath, just thinking to herself, like, am I really doing this right now? As you're standing there, a couple people kind of push back, excuse me, excuse me. Maybe not in the door. <laughs> she exhale and following those two people who are pushing past her, just like stand behind the largest man she sees and okay. follow them up the staircase. Give me a stealth check. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Wow. Wow. My numbies. First roll. Boo hoo. <laughs> 12. 12. Both of you give me perception. Oh, oh, me. Baby, <laughs> you know I got that big pussy. <laughs> I got myself into this. Oh shit. 18. 18. Five. As you guys are moving along upstairs, you're not positive, but out of the corner of your eye, you swear you could have seen just a hairstyle that you recognize and a poncho around the shoulders of someone that just has a pattern that has a ring of familiarity to me. And you just catch it for a second and then she kind of disappears between a couple other people. You're not sure where she's headed. But, but both of us, like do I? No, you see that. We'll say as you guys were walking, you were closer to the <laughs> so you were able to see. All right, and but I, I can tell that Morna hasn't quite. She's walking it. straight toward the table. So, All right. yeah, so as far as you can tell, Morna. I'll um I'll do my best to to not give away that I saw it and okay. noticed anything. All right. For now, you guys sit. Mm. <sighs> well, thank you for the drink. Of course, I don't think there's a lot of food, but uh, there's bread at least. There is bread, yes. So quick to make friends here. When did you meet this handsome oh, drunk? Holy <laughs> shit. When You're did so you meet <laughs> this man? <laughs> um, when I first came into town, he was in a danger of falling into the river. Uh, uh, we spoke. His friend and savior then? No, no, I just, he wasn't really gonna fall in. Oh. Well, he might have, but he didn't. <laughs> So. Sounds like you're already doing good deeds here. No, I wouldn't say that, sir. But I, uh, right. anyway, he, uh, I spoke to him last night around the fire. 
when before you arrived and uh. was waiting. He is quite sad. Just keep running into him, I He is around. Mm. A town drunk often is. Right. But it is only him and my friend Josie. Right. I suppose it does seem right. whenever you and I have been that I, I know someone there. <laughs> I, I think it is... Uh, no, no. I, honestly, it's... It's not that out of the ordinary that I've seen. I... I knew when I came here that I wasn't going to have connections, friends, but it's been made all the more apparent to me that each one of us that's come on the wagon has run into somebody dear to their heart, and it just, mm. it's been a, a harsh reminder that I haven't had anybody here. I'm sure you will meet friends, and I mean, you told me when we first met that people are either running away from something or they are seeking something. Mm. You thought I was perhaps someone running away. Um, that is not really the case. But perhaps it is true for you? Little of this, little of that, I suppose, to be totally honest. Hmm. Well, she's gonna have some beer. <laughs> sure. As this conversation ping-pongs a little bit, hey, you get up to the second floor and you peek around the corner and you can already see up here that it's not nearly as like packed up here, so <laughs> a little trickier. However, there is there is a table, there is a table and several people by the balcony kind of right at the top of the staircase that you might be able to kind of get yourself, you know. How far away between. are, like, could I hear them? With the din of the place, that would be difficult, not impossible. Ugh, I know. Um, you would have to kind of sneak along the edge of the balcony and, and find yeah. a spot. Not Is, impossible. Are there paintings of Seawall around? There are indeed paintings Would I have passed them, like, up here on the upper level, or like? Yes, here? the paintings are all here on the second, the second floor, floor, not on, not down below. Okay, I'm gonna see the Seawall painting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm gonna kind of, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, casually walking past. Oh I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see the painting of Seawall. Wow. And have a bit of a moment and think about why I came here and question what I'm doing here on the second floor of the chop house spying on these music people. Box. The music, oh my God, the second floor of the music box. They don't have food here. Um, <laughs> wondering what exactly I'm doing and like kind of glance towards them and just it's loud and I'm gonna exhale and just I'm gonna head out. Okay. I'm gonna say that TC having noted her below as you're conversing with Morna, you just kind of keep an eye around mm -hmm. and again, just the briefest of glimpses, but it looked like you saw kind of the back of her head looking at one of the paintings and then she turns and goes back downstairs. So that's all that you see there. Ah. Okay. <clears throat> Mm, to eat. Oh my goodness. It's not gonna give anything. Um, I will out and say it, time is of the essence for me. Um, I am coming to end something and seek someone. Um, man who had killed my family. And, oh, uh, I know I'm that's so sorry. a lot, thank you. Um, that's horrible. Yes. It is. They killed and your family and fled to Blanc Hollow. Correct. Um, 
Yes, and he is here. I have reason to believe he is here, but no one has seen him recently. He is even staying at the Paramount. I know you do not know me. I am putting all of my faith in this. I have seen that he is behind on his payments and... At the Paramount. Yes. He is in room two, or he was. And I would desperately like to get into that room. (laughs) The reason why I bring this up, Mr. Welker, is in our brief time together, you are very skilled at climbing up and also disappearing in a fight, even in the heat of battle. I know it is an enormous ask, but, and untoward, but if you had the ability to help me in this situation, I would be in your debt. I I know, I'm sorry. Do not apologize, I am overwhelmed. (laughs) Compliments, I... Just a big, a big sip of it. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, I fancy myself not only a climber, but breaker of locks, opener of doors. <laughs> there are many ways one may find themselves in a place that they weren't perhaps invited to. Well, I, I, I'm flattered that you would ask me to help on such an important endeavor. I, I feel we have, in our brief time, um, I, I find myself trusting you, and I, um, I, you thought you saw something in me, and and you were wrong. But I, I would make myself available. To aid you in, in whatever. Um, just, I, <laughs> Say, I, no I, um, Say no more. Say no more. Somewhat. Morna. Uh, yes. It's all right. It's all right. I've had a. Uh, it hasn't. It, has, it hasn't been a good uh, it's time. Been a whirlwind of a few days, it yeah. seems. Yeah. There is something actually that you could possibly help me with. Anything. I say not in exchange, but just. As it were. Uh, yes. Are you a God's fearing person, Mona? That is a difficult question in a town such as this. Forgive me, I I I, I asked too much. I, how about this? Do appearances matter to you as much as say outcome? No, I, I would say an outcome is more important. Mm. And if no one were really being harmed, uh, well, in, except in your case, I, that harming sounds great in yours, but yes. I find myself, I've got to dig up a body tonight. <laughs> I must desecrate. Oh. <laughs> That which has been entombed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose he isn't using it. 
exactly what I said. <laughs> I, I reached my hand, my clammy hand, <laughs> and say, I said much the same. I said, um, <laughs> if his soul is with the gods, what they are very wet. Can't. Um. Forgive me, uh, that's not, not why I no, always... No, no. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, it just came, came out. Take out a different handkerchief. He always keeps a couple. He pulls that handkerchief and three more fall out of his pocket. <laughs> not that one, saving uh, for later. Um, <laughs> I always carry a little... No, I... I, I love, lots of people have sweaty hands. Yes. Um, so, um, you, you said time and is of the essence on this. Uh, uh, I suppose we could, same with my endeavor, but I suppose a, a simple exploratory uh, uh, mine might have to come to an end tonight, but yours might just be an exploratory mission tonight. Yeah, yes, right. I mean, I, yes, if, if yours must happen this evening, then let's do it. Well, all right. Um, I, I hesitate to say, <laughs> who exactly sends me on this, just because I don't know uh, if they would love to have other people involved. I'm happy to oh. to sing your praises to them and, and maybe share afterwards, but. Fine, All it right. is not a problem. All right. Um, why, why did, why are you digging up the body? Hmm. If only because I told you my whole thing? Uh, yes, uh, yes, you, you were very, 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 uh, you shared quite a lot. Um, I mean, I don't wish to pry, but no, I, no, not I at did all. share my whole thing, so. <laughs> D dark gnome? Deep gnome. Deep gnome. Are you familiar with, quietly, <laughs> are you familiar with deep gnome? Sure, yeah. that's pretty vague, but yes, <laughs> you, you know of them. Yes. It seems that their um, blood has very special properties, and I'm and I'm gonna like take a little oh and like just unsheathe one of the oh. syringes, one of the metal syringes, and yeah. put it back. Someone would love to collect that before it uh, went bad, as it were. Properties for potion making, or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. What, do I know? What I that, that's not familiar to you, no. That means not. Okay. Well, uh, if it is important to you, then I am at your service. Excellent. Uh, I, I do have to make one stop before we go, but. Um, oh, uh, and I. Yes. It's Let's... is it dark at this point? Uh, uh, the sun is start is setting. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, it's like it's like. 536, right. so yeah, it's the sun has started setting, but it's not black out. Uh, I'll say this, it, we should do it under well-covered yes, nights. Yes, Maybe wait until the middle of the night. Are I you, think that's probably Are you all right, possibly not getting a full night's sleep tonight? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Ooh, I don't <laughs> really trust that answer. No, I'm, I'm but, good. I, I'm good. I'm not sure I'm if you have any plans for early tomorrow. No, I, I actually don't. No. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, yes. I suppose in the meantime we could investigate room two. I mean, that may also be better to do in the cover of night, but. Ah, 
You think not? Well... If you have a plan, then... Hmm. I defer to you. Breaker Perhaps. of locks. I would say that just as having been there now for several times, mm-hmm. um, the lobby of the of Paramount, there is someone always at the desk, whether it's Bassett or, yeah. or uh, the other guy um, or the kitchen staff. It's obviously a little less busy in the kitchen area as it gets really late at night because people uh-huh. go to bed, but it's not like under cover of night, suddenly everyone's gone. So there, there's always someone in the lobby. Um, I was thinking his window on the outside might hmm. be more inconspicuous. Do you know which way it faces? Is it Well, uh, it is face right the alley. to Ilian and Doxley's room, is it not? Oh. On, am I right about that? I think it's on the others. It's not neighboring theirs. It's them, Gujek, and then the that room. But yeah, does right. the lobby of the Paramount Par- Par- the paramount. The paramount. Does uh? Can you see up to it? Uh, or is from it, the lobby. Yeah. You can see the second floor, but that room too would be going up the stairs and then like off to the left a little bit. So it wouldn't be a direct view. Perhaps it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, if someone mind, if someone who thing. knew where your room was saw you go up and like go to the left, they might be like, uh, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. But but yeah, they don't have a direct view of of the room. Something to think about. I, I think it, it would a great idea to take a take a closer look. All right, that would be a great relief uh, to me. Great. It's the shall two... we drink to that? <laughs> yes, we shall. <laughs> As the two of you uh, sip and, and nurse some <clears throat> Unesia unfiltered ale. Um, we'll go downstairs, and are you going back out into the thoroughfare or just down to the floor below? Kate is walking out the door. Great. <laughs> sort of find your way back outside into the thoroughfare, and you, as you're walking out, you're kind of shaking your head, wondering kind yeah. of what you went in there for, what you were expecting, you're not sure. You kind of come back out, look around, kind of the activity, people going about their business. Seems like a pretty calm evening. Having a bit of a classic Kate um, moral breakdown and dilemma and disappointment in her actions and, and the world around her, she's going to start walking and <laughs> find that she's heading towards what she thinks is the goblin camp. Okay. And I feel like as she's getting closer, maybe slipping behind one of the buildings, so she's walking sort of in that back grassy area, so yeah. not in the thoroughfare. Like. I mean, you would need to walk par- at least partial the way through there. Yeah, yeah. kind of so, something Yeah, as, as you start to head, you, first you go kind of in the direction of Paramount, it's off to your right there, and you look, but you kind of peer between some of the buildings, you see some of the alleyways are obstructed, not necessarily on purpose, but there's carts there, or like people have left crates or things, so you're looking for a way to kind of slip back through the alley, and just as you're kind of about to step between two buildings, you feel a little tap on your shoulder, and you turn, to see a familiar face, and certainly one that stands out in a crowd of miners and manual labor types. Gold scales, a dazzling array of jewelry, and a black dress that has stayed remarkably clean, (laughs) with the exception of the hem that brushes against the dirt as she walks. It's Chelsea Montero, and she holds up a small piece of parchment kind of between her thumb and pointer with her little claws sort of coming off the ends of her fingers, and it has your handwriting on it. It's the note that you gave to Teddy Haas, sort of upon returning from the fight with the goblin south mm-hmm. town. Care to walk with me? It can wait if you have places to be. Ma'am, there is nowhere I would rather be. She 
folds the paper again, puts it in the pocket of her dress. And she kind of motions. She motions for you to follow, and she meanders in a kind of southernish direction, kind of toward the creek. And with the sun going down over Brunkhollow Valley, the water reflects this sort of cider-colored sky. And the closer you get, the more the hubbub of the town is replaced by that flow of water that kind of comes through. Mm. And again, she sort of touches the spot uh, sort of by her hip where she put the note there in her dress. This isn't much of a reward for a specialty job. Independent confirmation tells us that the goblins are gone. The tavern is reduced to ash. And you even manage to locate Mr. Morton. Yet you ask for very little in return. In honesty, ma'am, there is one person in town at the moment who I am trying to make a positive impression on. And I don't believe any introduction from anybody is going to help me with that. So I figured I would get your help learning a little bit more about a very specific thing that brought me here in the first place. You feel undeserving of monetary compensation? Money would be nice, but I've been trained to not ask for too much. I've been trained to ask for as much as possible. <laughs> and I can see that's probably how you got to your incredible status today. Before we talk about your request, what did you make of what was in the basement? No need to feign surprise. One of your traveling companions came clean when they wrote down their own wishes for remuneration. I was scared. Um. Now, I have to be honest, in my line of work, I, I feel like there's not a lot that can scare me. I wouldn't have come here <laughs> with a thin skin, but um, I was unsettled, and I, and I understand perhaps why you would have asked us not to go down there. Um, there was no chance I was never not going down there, though, <laughs> um, knowing that this town is full of secrets. Um, Make an insight check. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, <laughs> the fuck did it? Who did it? Ten. Ten. Having, I'm going to say, having Vanished. in your meeting prior with the Monteros, I believe it was actually you that picked up on the fact that there was a little bit of an act going on with the Monteros where they kind of pretended like they were going to go to the Merc Hall. Yeah. But, but that they, they were... actually were planning on asking you the whole time. Oh, it was Morna. Oh, it was Morna. Oh, Morna. Dang. Morna sees all. You pick up a little bit. <laughs> just the slightest hint of a bluff that no one told her that someone went down into the basement. <laughs> because as soon as you sort of acknowledge the act, there's a little bit of an eyebrow raise, like she almost feels like she got you. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But she doesn't say anything. She just sort of nods along and she listens. If I might ask, are y'all rounding up um, religious things um, for research purposes? <laughs> I would say that that was not on your list of rewards. Why the vested interest in myself 
and Liam's crossing of the promulgation line. There are not a lot of people who have a lot of answers about what exactly is going around here. There's just ideas and rumors about what you can do and not get in trouble. But where I come from, there is very little you can do without getting in trouble. So I want to be safe. Do you worry for someone back home? Or is this a confession that we have something in common? Perhaps both. It's a funny thing, isn't it? The only way to be sure, 100% sure, that you've crossed it is when the clerics come looking for you. And by then, it's almost surely too late to do anything about it. But speaking from my own experience, there's just something that feels different. Liam and I started to toss and turn in our sleep. We'd feel cold when the day was warm. And there was this pressure, physical pressure on my chest. Like the air around me was denser than the air in my lungs. I am, of course, open to the possibility that this was mostly in my head. It could simply be that I knew that I was teetering on the edge, and my own subconscious was urging me to leave. As I think I mentioned in our earlier meeting, we owned a lavish bathhouse in Vancor. But beyond our affluent clientele, we rented out certain rooms that had extra measures of privacy, thicker walls, isolated locations, louder fountains to cover the noise of conversation. One's assumptions naturally turn to something lascivious happening behind closed doors. But these rooms were reserved for pagans, cult leaders, anti-theists, and dissidents. Safe harbor for those who harbored blasphemous thoughts. Liam and I thought of ourselves as middlemen for acts of protest and vandalism, fomenting insurrection against the ruling theocracies without doing the dirty work ourselves. <laughs> One day, a group met at our establishment that simply called themselves the Skeptics. A few days later, the Skeptics staged a protest at the Grand Church of Vancor, a protest that turned ugly, violent. Two of Vancor's dignitary selects, important government figures, were not only killed, they were hung headless from the rafters of the church. To no one's surprise at all, the clerics came quickly with the hammer of justice. We felt it was only a matter of time before someone pointed a finger in our direction. So we made the decision to ride for Broncolo. Wow. <laughs> Y'all are so cool. Hmm. I am honored that you would share that story with me. Can I ask 
And of course, you don't have to answer at any point. I, I don't want to ever cross the line. Haha. <laughs> um, do you? What is it that that y'all do that has caused that sensation? As I said, harboring known dissidents. That was enough. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, but she's gonna kind of like take a step back and like. It's just kind of like, she's starting to get a little warm um, here by the river and just kind of like shake out her poncho a little bit. Um, Considering your own tale of crossing the line. Yes, and that was the sensation that you got here in Broncolo or, or back home? Oh no, before we came to Broncolo. And when we came through the cusp, all of a sudden, the pressure was gone. And you haven't felt it since? I have not. Happy to say. Would you say much of the work that you did back home, you're doing here as well? <laughs> Noted. You know, <laughs> ma'am, if there's any ever anything I can help you with, as far as paganism or dissidents. Um, I'm very interested in all those listed things and um, really just looking for a place to get started here in town, learning about things that I never had the opportunity to learn about back home. So, any jobs? No love lost for the gods for you then. Nor I the would clerics. say that most of the people coming to Broncalo at this point are opportunists, rather than antitheists. You know, I used to be a student, and maybe at this point in my life I'd consider myself a researcher. Hmm. A researcher of... Something that will help me help the people back home. Planning to go back home. <laughs> now that is an uncommon quality of those that come to Broncalo. Well, I certainly can't go back home empty-handed, so I don't know how long I'll be here. Why do you dislike the gods? I don't think it's fair hmm. that some people have so much power and ability and some people have nothing. And that the clerics can hurt people who aren't doing anything wrong. We're just practicing things, traditions, knowledges, trying to share good things with decent people. It isn't fair. You started off so strong. <laughs> but your naivete will only get you so far. So I've been told. I rarely divulge, because people for the most part don't understand. They think me shallow, temporal. I come from a line of great renown, warriors, dukes, nobles, kings. There are no kings out there now, not in the real sense. Not the ones that have earned the respect of the people. 
just the ones that kowtow the loudest and beg most profusely to their precious gods. I don't even want to be queen. I just want to live in a place where the strong rise and the weak fall. The gods took that from me, the opportunity to ascend, and I hate them for it. But we are building something here, are we not? When the histories are written, I doubt the wet reptile bathhouse will be anything more than a footnote. But Broncolo, I can see my name all over its pages. The Monteros, great pioneers, visionaries. This thing you're looking for, would I venture a guess is to say it's something arcane in nature. Have you tried the gnome nook? The what now? <laughs> An insular little community up on the hill. Mm. They don't trade with just anyone. But there are tinkerers among them who might be worth an ask for what you're looking for. It wouldn't be out of my way to put in a word if you'd like to amend your parchment. Sure, I'll take it. Do I have to take out a pen to do this? Like <laughs> You have an ink and quill in your pocket. She is kind of dramatic, so I'll take a look at her as she's like staring at me, hold this paper, and I'll yeah, I'll grab my bag and take out my uh my ink and like I just rest it on my uh, torso. You find her, you can, there's also like rocks by the by the uh, side of the river if you want to place it down there. Yeah. Kate's really she nervous right now. Right on her back. Okay. Yeah. Bend over. Her hand is gonna like shake a little bit. She's gonna write Gnome Nook, please, um, on this paper. Ma'am, thank you. Um, and fold it up. Um, and she, yeah, put the, put the uh, quill back. And as she's handing it back to her, say, um, my family used to be something much more than they are now. And it's my belief that the sole reason we tend to horses and build saddles where we once made potions and helped people and had great riches is because of the gods. So I think I understand something about wanting to rise to my proper place in this world. I like that one part. Riches. <laughs> now that's a funny little deviation from the tune you've been singing thus far. I'm here to help. Mm. She takes the paper. Tomorrow morning I'll have a name for you. No promises that it leads anywhere. Enjoy your evening. Have a lovely night, ma'am. She kind of shuffles off, and as she kind of walks, she kind of looks like she's kind of gliding over the, just from the sort of build of the dress. She just sort of swishes her way through the thoroughfare back towards the Lucky Beaver. How close are we to the creek right now? Like right next to it? Right next to it, yeah. Oh my god, the second she's out of sight, Katie's gonna turn around and like plop down on the ground. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> exhale. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just take a moment, <laughs> settle into um, <laughs> settle into a seat. Listen to the sounds of the creek, try to calm herself down. Mm. Take a little 
focused meditation moment. Gathers herself for a moment. Yeah. We're gonna swing back over to the exit of the um, chop house, where Ilian has exited, sort of leaving behind, Niall had already left, but leaving Doxley behind there, sort of step back out into the thoroughfare, give a look around. Again, the atmosphere here is pretty calm for you know an evening in Brunkhollow. Most of the activity has retreated indoors. The day was kind of a murky day. It was raining earlier, so a lot of people are finding solace in either the Lucky Heathen or the Music Box, some kind of indoor establishments. Okay. It's quieter out than usual. Um, I shake my head. I take a look to the left and see if the blacksmith lights are on or anything like that. Um, sure, give me a perception check. 13. 13. It does seem like it looks dark, but as you're looking, you see like a little like a glow of the forge that just kind of puffs ever so slightly. So if not like truly open for business, it certainly seems like he's out there working, so. Um, I'm gonna clock that, but then think of the dock and go back to the Paramount. Okay. So head back back to the Paramount. Yeah. You walk to the door of the Paramount once again. (sighs) Clemens is there at the desk. Good evening, sir. Uh, Good evening, Clemens. Um, this might be an odd request, but um, is the kitchen something I could use? Or like, can I cook in there? <laughs> <laughs> I must admit that is an unusual request. <laughs> if I had to be honest, I'd say Kenzo might take personal offense. Is there something he can make for you? Um, I was just looking to make uh, a recipe that, that I know, just for a couple of people. Uh, I wouldn't want to bother Kenzo or anyone, just something really quick thing to throw into a pot of my own. It's like a, my own thing. <laughs> he looks over and you follow his eyes, the two of you turn, and he looked like he was carrying, Kenzo was carrying a platter and like putting it down on one of the tables where some people are eating and he, he... <laughs> Kenzo, uh, if I might, I know you're busy. If I might steal you for a second, he, he's still like a few inches off the table and he... <laughs> um, Kenzo, uh, would it bother you too much if I bother, or if I borrowed a, a fire to cook something over uh, just for myself and my sister? You look at Kenzo and then you look back to Bassett who's looking over and sort of... <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. Oh, oh my God. 18. I wouldn't get in your way. Show me how to make it. <gasps> I mean, sure. It's something I just threw together while traveling here. If you like it, I'll show it to you. Do you have, do you have potatoes? For those potato skins that you had? I so- always have potatoes. <laughs> I knew you would, Kenzo. Okay, I'll be right back down. I just need to go grab some stuff, okay? I'll get the potatoes. Okay, and I'll get the other oh stuff. Oh my god! Waddles kind of back in the direction of the kitchen there. Just gonna run over the room and see if I can find the mushrooms that okay. Doxley yep. got, and then bring them down to the kitchen. Sure. Mushrooms too. There's a little kind of swinging door kind of back by the kitchen that he sort of holds open, and motions kind of inside oh my there. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I'll, if with Kenzo, uh, show him I mushroom stew, and then with Kenzo just to be like, what a, since you know so much about potatoes. Uh, I was thinking they might be a pretty good addition to this recipe. 
but I never tried it. Would you mind slicing and dicing the potatoes while I get the stew ready to go and then we could combine them and see how our two ingredients mix? He reaches over and he like pulls a knife from a block and kind of <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Starts to chop like, right up. like a fucking as he's bro. chopping, like he's making too many potatoes. <laughs> he takes one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, um, okay, several times potatoes. <laughs> oh my god. I'll just I'll cook with him and I just want to make enough for maybe Kenzo too if he wants it, but some of them like mushroom stew with potato add-ins that I made for Doxley on the road. At, at one point when you guys are just like cooking, you kind of pass back and forth in front of each other, sort of pot on the stove that's boiling. And someone at one point sort of, Kenzo, can I get? And he's, shut up. Back <laughs> 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 to his work there. Amazing. Oh my God. I probably should, but I'm also kind of watching how he cuts it. He's so good. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. a little time passes. You throw a few things together. Uh, and then I guess just to, uh, move along. Uh, uh, Kenzo, uh, since you chopped so many potatoes and we couldn't use them all, uh, I thought I'd make a little bit extra mushroom stew if you wanted to try it as well. Um, I want to see how you like it. Okay. Okay. Um, give me a harsh critic. I, I will never want to make it again if it's bad. And a little bit of more time passes, you finish it up and sort of you plate bowl the, the stew there and you leave it for him first. There's more of it, but mm -hmm. you give him some to try first. Takes a wooden spoon. <laughs> mm, it's good. Oh, 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 you had me worried, Kenzo. Okay, um, great. Uh, if that's something you're interested in making more, I could bring more mushrooms if you wanted to make that for customers or whatever. I feel like we've created something special. Mushrooms. Yep. I, 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 more were, mushrooms. Yeah, more mushrooms. Uh, I'm just gonna take these uh, two bowls uh, up to my rooms, but thank you so much for sharing your space with me. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and I, uh, can I borrow a plate too? Kenzo. Oh, uh, Ilian. Hmm. Nice to meet you, Kenzo. He grabs an, like a wooden tray. Perfect. I, I grab an extra plate too. Um, and as you're sort of walking, he's zipping the stew. Think of anything else. <gasps> Let me know. Okay, Kenzo. Yes, I will be back later. Good night, Kenzo. Um, and I'm gonna head that up to the room with those. Um, very quickly, I just wanna seeing Doxley not back. Um, yeah, she's not. I grabbed the extra plate so I could put a plate over her bowl so it stays kind of warm sure. and put it oh, on like a bedstand next to her and then no. I have like a parchment or ink or something. Yeah, yeah. You would have um, I just want to write say, um, <laughs> I don't know when you got back and I know we went out to eat, but if you're hungry or you get hungrier, uh, here's some of that mushroom stew you liked. Um, I might not be back. I need to run a few errands. Um, again, I'm sorry. And then leave that on the plate and then I want to head to the black spot. Okay. You head back outside. That's where we're gonna take a little break. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh, you're my new friend. Uh, a dinner with new friend. Oh, um, oh, you have a new purpose here in Brungall. <laughs> I, I found it. Assistant <laughs> cook, chefy, chefy, sous chef, sous chef, Ooh, chefy, that's good. Oh, uh, succulent meals. <laughs> succulent. <laughs> Previously featured as part of the succulent meal. Um, great. We're gonna take a break there. It's a logical sort of point pause here, as everybody's had an opportunity to sort of hash a few things out, have some conversations. Montero's divulging a little bit of information. Damn. 
Um, and when we get back, we're gonna pick it right back up and see where we see where we go. Got your Broncolo numbers ready? I Broncolo Powerball. Get yourself ready for the Broncolo. I have to remember you can have repeat numbers because it's just dice. Yeah, it's just twenties. It can be repeat. I mean, I manifested it. No, that's of course, yes. Um, All right. My face works. hurts from laughing. All right. <laughs> oh my God. We'll see you on the other side, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tabletop Notch. We've been a nice little break. Um, we're going to dive back in, but before we do, uh, I take it nobody won because usually people are, are freaking out. No. Uh, nobody, nobody won. won. Man. Come back next time. Try your luck at the Broncolor Powerball. Lose all your winning. Would you like to think? Yes, let's. Well, let me refresh here because the bits are always just ignored. The bits are the Yeah, wow. Crazy. Pizza. We love bits. Okay. We had uh, Crunchy Kitten 74 subscribed. Oh, wait, no, I did that one. I'm sorry. Vexalon 200 bits. Goodies, five community subs. Grub. Grub556, so resubscribe. Low Brass Guy, 100 bits. Jay Brownie, 1,000 bits. Solitaire, resubscribe. Captain Coral, resubscribe. That random Twitch guy did 1,000 bits. Vectalon did 100 bits. Dorothka did 100 bits for more potatoes. Uh, Vectalon did 1,000 bits. That random Twitch guy did 200 bits and then another 1,000 bits. Thank you so very Thank much. You. Thank very you. much. Cheers. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, naked hose. Boil them, mash them, stick them in this. You can indeed boil them, mash them, and stick them in this too. Yeah. All right, we're going to return to Brunkalo here, and we're going to jump back to the chop house for a moment, where Doxley has had kind of a moment to herself here, sort of counting down the minutes. We'll say, I mean, maybe 15 minutes have passed of the, the allotted 30 that you were given, and you're just taking that time to yourself. You sort of lean back in your chair, you have a table to yourself, um, and other, pe other people kind of come up to the second floor, look around, stay seated quiet conversation happening. Most people in here, unlike either, uh, you know, the music box or the Lucky Heathen, the conversations are pretty subdued. It's not quite so riotous or rowdy in here, but simply the volume of people makes the whole place have kind of a sort of hushed murmur throughout the place. Mm -hmm. So you've had a moment to yourself to sit and think. Yeah. Doxley's gonna be lean back in her chair, looking at her glass, stewing a little <laughs> bit, and no one's around to talk to, so she's just gonna start talking to herself oh. like a totally normal person. And just... Concerned for my safety, he fucking says. That makes two of us, Elian. Because not only have you and I come here to a place where people will probably kill each other for nothing, but also we are about to piss off not only our parents, who trusted us to come here on their behalf, but also the people who run the docks at Peron. And every single fucking person that works for them. And you can't even keep it a fucking secret for two days. <sighs> Saying that you want to come here to help people. When I know that that old cow is the one that got you here in the first place. Doesn't think I know about that, does he? Wasn't gonna come to Broncolo until that old one talked to him. Started whispering in his ear about what our family used to be, I'm sure. Oh, I 
If you don't get me killed, you're gonna get your fucking self killed. And she's gonna take another drink. Sit there quietly. We're gonna pivot back oh, to God. the music box. Oh. <clears throat> Why is that one always so loud? <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. I'll try to remember that next time. You guys have had a moment to sit, sort of a, a tentative arrangement come to about where you might be, um, in what ways you might be assisting each other, and a, a little bit of a sort of comfortable understanding that both of you felt a little tentative broaching the topic of what you had in mind, and pleasantly surprised to find that the other was quite receptive and amenable <laughs> to such a thing. Mm -hmm. It's at this point during your conversation that you hear some applause from downstairs. And peeking over the railing, it looks like the musician has returned <gasps> to his post. Oh, yeah. He's readying himself to play another song. And as he pushes back his long hair and he plucks a few strings on the guitar, he's joined by a second man who stands just over his left shoulder. And the tavern quiets down. And the two of them begin to sing. And the two of you up there on the second floor, you can see as soon as, as soon as the little bit of, yeah, a little bit of the applause, everyone on the second floor sort of gets up and at least just kind of looks down and gets as good a view as they possibly can of the musicians down below. Gets sort of over by the fireplace. Excuse me, uh, please, if I could just have a moment while your attention is wrapped. And as the music stops, it stops abruptly and a chorus of boos rains down. Boo! Shut up! 
and an older man pushes his way to the front of the crowd, late 50s or early 60s, with large ears and a sharp chin. His hair is damp and his skin shiny as if he's been kind of sweating, which makes sense with the combination of the roaring fireplace and the very thick floor-length wool coat and leather gloves that he's wearing. And someone from the audience sort of, SHUT THE FUCK UP! And he continues to push his way and he sort of gets in front of the musicians and appeals to the crowd. Please, please, I promise that what I have to say is of grave importance to all of you. And there's sort of a little bit of murmur in the crowd. Speak quick and then shut the fuck up! And there's <laughs> some laughter to that. Do I recognize this person? You do not. Do Neither I? of you recognize this person. Okay. And the old man sort of holds his hands up once more. Thank you. Thank you. I will be try to be brief and avoid equivocation. Equiv-a-fucking-what? A little more laughter from the audience. I have just come in on the wagons, and I am seeing Broncolo for the first time with mine own eyes. It is a funny thing to marry your perception of something with its reality. Is this what you call fucking brief? Someone say, there's like a, it sounds like someone throws something kind of over near the stage. And at that, you can see the bartender sort of perk up a little bit and hold a hand out. I, I just want to say that um, I see now the appeal of such a place. It is filthy. And I do not speak of the dirt on your boots. It is a filthy place. And when a filthy man stands among the filth, he does not feel so alone. He feels it is the place to blame and not the man. But filth is filth. And filth will wash if scrubbed with the brush of the gods. And at this, boom, people start to get a little restless. You can see some people sort of approaching the sort of stage area that's been set out. And the bartender sort of raises his hand and he sort of motions to a couple people that were standing over near the door. All right, let's get this guy out of here. And the two, two sort of armored, armed people start to make their way through the crowd toward the front. What were you going to say there? This, I would like to mourn, like, this doesn't look like it's going to end well if he stays here. With fangs oh. as bristles and scales to scour, hear me and see me and believe. And when the mood now sort of decidedly soured, several patrons angrily start to approach the old man. Some people are kind of reaching out to grab him and pull him free. The I'm musicians gonna run, I'm gonna are start waiting. to go down the stairs. Yes, yeah. you like see TC. You guys are moving crowd. along the perimeter of the, yeah. and you can see down. You sort of a couple times take a peek over the railing just to make sure, see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Start to make for the staircase. Already someone is opening up the front door to see him tossed into the thoroughfare. Someone's sort of holding it open and waiting for some people to grab him and toss him I'm outside. Looking, I'm looking for if there's... There's a lot of general... There's drunks, there's people like kind of... Yes, shouting, there's still throwing, a lot of... Shit, get him out of here! Get I wanna, the fuck out! I want to kind of case the crowd for somebody who might look like they're like like stewing. Like, like I'm looking for somebody who's like trying to go in close or something. Oh, to maybe like harm this person? Yes, Give yeah. me a perception check. Okay. Yeah, you're still upstairs. You guys haven't gotten down, but you're looking over and yeah. scanning yeah. the crowd. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. 
perception? Mm-hmm. 18. 18. It definitely seems like there's a couple people kind of with drinks in hand that are just sort of disgusted and angry. Mm-hmm. But aside from those people that the bartender kind of motioned to, there definitely are a couple people that sort of reach into a back pocket or something. Yeah. And they don't, you know, people are armed here. Yeah. That's not unusual. So a couple of people definitely, if nothing else, to get this guy out of here quicker, look to be reaching for weapons. Okay. As this is happening, just before they lay hands on him, like people are literally reaching for him to like grab at his coat. The old man unbuttons his coat, so takes the three buttons, and he raises his arms. And he speaks some kind of recitation or prayer at a borderline unintelligible speed. He's speaking I'm, so quickly. I'm drawing my cross. Sure, you oh, do so. Do I see And that? as he does, do you see I, what? Yeah, I'm not doing, I'm doing it out in the open here. Sure. As he does, a multitude of black snakes pour forth I fire from him. his pockets for, at the man. At the man. Give me an attack roll on the man. A multitude <laughs> of black snakes pour forth from his pockets, his lapels, and his sleeves. That's gonna miss. And as he's speaking, morning, you recognize uh, this prayer that he's speaking, this is the path you have chosen, this is where you place Again. your faith, break and open your heart, and give me another attack roll, or your heart will be opened upon us, and the that natural bolt, 20. One of the bolts hits the thing in the back, roll damage for that. The snakes are pouring forth, the men and women closest to him begin to kick and scream as the snakes slither, hiss, and snap, is this a crawling over tables, uh, yeah, oh my God. and chairs to lunge at the fleeing masses. At the bar, 34 damage. At the bar, Vincent goes over and he grabs a curved scimitar that was over the door to the kitchen of the music box. And as most of the crowd is clamoring for the closest exit, which for some here on the second floor is literally jumping from the balcony, you watch as Vincent brings the scimitar down and a snake gets separated in half that had slithered up onto the bar there. And I need you guys to roll initiative for me. As As that bolt hits him, Immediately, the prayer that he's speaking stops at a dead stop. <laughs> and he collapses there on the stage. But I need you guys to roll for initiative for me. Oh. What oh my the God. fuck? I, I got a what? 15 on my 3d6. I saw that. Wow. Damage. That's nice. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, that's a thir- 13. Uh, natural 20 again. Old. Yes, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wow. And if everybody could uh, throw their monitors on. Uh, already on. Can I get a tracker, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, so what was your number? 24. Okay. Oh my God. Morning, we're 13. Yeah. Matthew, am I adding anybody else right now? Uh, yes. Um, uh, let me explain a little bit oh, okay. first. So, everybody take a look. This is the music box here. This is the lower floor of the music box. Oh my god. In addition to that, we have the second floor of the music box. Mm-hmm. And TC and Morna, uh, we're on their way. Oh, that's not. <laughs> Ooh, secret dog's leg. TC, you were kind of over Everywhere. here shooting over the railing. And then Morna was just behind you. Sure you didn't want to drink? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was like, oh, good thing I left. So, um... I, what I tried to do is all the people that are holding an ale in their hand, <laughs> those are like commoner patrons. Gotcha. Those are people that are running for the exits. Yep. People yep. that aren't armed or don't have any kind of armor. Those Amazing. people are all getting out of here as quickly as they possibly can. There are a few people like this person here. Like there's a few people that have weapons and those are the people that you saw that either were drawing a weapon or coming from the door. So there's one there and there are, oh my God. there's another one here. That's one of the people. And then another one. And then here's the bartender is there okay. behind the bar. Um, and in addition to your initiatives, 
Uh, I am going to have a couple people. Oh shit! Yes. <laughs> play as the fighting patrons here. Oh, so here's the staff. Oh, good for you. Nice. Very so basic nice. staff blocks Thank here. Uh, we do need oh, a third. There, I, there, I saw a soldier up there. Yeah, there was. Oh, right. yes, yes. Yeah. Here and here, and then uh, I will play the bartender. But Next. you guys are gonna do. One. So uh, this one here is going to be uh, Erica. You're gonna fight for this person. Okay. Give me an initiative roll for that okay. person. Just add the dexterity modifier to your d20 roll. I don't know if they have one. They do. Seven. Seven. What's your name? Sorry, I thought this was gonna be much briefer. <laughs> Robina. Will Bina? Robina. 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 And this is going to be Talon here. Go ahead and roll initiative. Ten. Great. Okay, what's your name? Terry. <laughs> Terry. Ten. Seven was uh, Robina. Yup. And then down here on the first floor. Um, Dex. Fifteen. Commoner What? I was thirteen. Great, and I'm gonna be Woody. Woody. And 11 There's is Vincent. There's a snake in my booth. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. <laughs> 11 is Vincent, the bartender. I fucking hate snakes. <laughs> I'm always getting in my booth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the very first thing that happens, I mean, he was over here in the corner, but this guy goes down immediately uh -oh. to TC's, uh... Eat shit! Oh my god. <clears throat> nasty, nasty man. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> That's crazy. And, uh, oh, and we also need to do... Uh, uh, 18 is the snakes. Oh, 18? Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, 18 is snacks. Yep. Snacks. And sorry, you said the the, the preacher dude is, is dead or? Dead. <laughs> oh, we can't even can't even beat the snot out of him. Whoops. He's attacking me, dumb bitch. Yeah, I'm on to All right, well, it's TC first. All right, guy's running his mouth. <laughs> fire You're in the middle of loading up another bolt, and you bring your crossbow over the railing to fire at him again and see no movement from the man who was shouting from the uh, back of the room oh there. Oh, my gosh. And them all. And all right. Over to your right, you can hear like a little. All right. There's one that seems to have come kind of up the stairs there. Um. Uh, how do I get another fucking sneak attack? Um. All right. TC's sticking that away, vaulting over the table, taking out the short short sword, and going for a stab on this. Snake this one here. here. Great. Yeah. Give me an attack roll. I like to use my legendary axe. Oh, <laughs> Seventeen to hit. That will hit. Upstairs already. One um, slithered its way up. Yep. Seven snake piercing. Snake. Seven piercing damage. TC, just as the snake kind of <laughs> snapping at you, and you catch it right between the fangs, <laughs> and then falls Sick. down. Yes. Whoa, nice. Fucking two kills for TC already. All right. Oh, oh, my how God. much movement have I used? Uh, Ten feet of movement. Sick. All right. Um, those are the stairs down. Yeah, there's a couple snares, more snakes coming up the stairs, and then a whole okay. bunch slithering across the floor. Oh, shit. All right, I'm actually going to... <sighs> it would be an action to, like, flip a table, huh? Um, yeah, to because they're pretty heavy. I mean, yeah. to, flip, to fully flip a table. All right, I will... I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna go back to kind of where I was here. Back no, yeah, we're here. Kind of by the tables there, yeah. Sure. And, um... Right. PC vaults over, stabs the one snake, and then gets his way back. 
looking over the railing over his left side. Hide. Oh, can I try to do like a little hide you behind can, that table? Indeed. Okay. Go ahead. Um, stealth check. Yeah. Um, Eighteen. Yeah. As, there's no snakes up here, okay. so as far as you can tell, you're the only the only people that can definitely see you are headed for the exits or, or also fighting. Saw at least ten of them down there. Ah. Uh. Who's next? <laughs> uh, snakes. Okay. The snakes come barreling forth. All of them. Like, you look at one table, look away, look back, and there's already snakes like coming over the sides of the tables. They're just crawling over the floors. Matt, Sometimes when magical? the light flickers, uh, they do not seem magical, no. Um, as, as far as you could tell from the one that TC stabbed, he pulled the sword out, there's snake blood on the sword, and it fell to the ground. You know, doesn't seem magical. Okay. Um, okay. Mm. No fun. That one disappeared. Where's that one going? Is uh, oh. Robina gonna be uh, cannon fodder here out yeah. the front? <laughs> it was good knowing you, Robina. Yeah. Snake refuses to go upstairs, so we're just gonna move it like this. Oh. And there he is. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> they can tell him teleport. Yeah. Hey, Couple slithering up the stairs. Link this snakes. one goes after the bartender. Most of them kind of just go for the most available target. Oh, this one's gonna go for this guy. This one's gonna go for this guy. Ooh. This guy. Ooh. Oh, that's not bright. That guy's gonna get That's bright. Oh, uh, This one's gonna move up the stairs. Just watch Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> up on the table. Just as DC vaults over the table, you look over the railing and you look back. <laughs> And one's already coming at you there. I'm hit. Am I still kind of hidden here? Uh, you, yeah, we'll say okay. that you're hidden. It's just it didn't even necessarily go toward you. Yeah, it's just it's crawling just, up over the table gotcha. there. Um, we're gonna have another one go toward the bartender, and another one. Oh no, Vincent! And a few more going towards the patrons here. Oh my god! Another one headed for the staircase. For those asking, we're using Tailspire. Oh, yeah. Um, and then this last one. Ah, Snickos on the move. Okay, so, so we're gonna get uh, two attacks on who was in that front spot there. Me. Is that great? Robina. That was... Robina. <laughs> what is it? Robina. Robina. It was Robina. Okay. Ah, not these nasty snakes. <laughs> is she red? <laughs> hey. Uh, if nine to hit and thirteen to hit. Oh, um, the thirteen hits. Great. That you take one piercing <laughs> damage. Oh, no. And I need you to make a Constitution save. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Oh, okay. Which oh is... no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Eleven. Eleven will pass, yeah, yeah. just okay. barely. So as, as as the snake snaps, you pull your arm back, and you can feel you can see a little bit of the venom that it was trying to get into your arm, kind of drip down and off that you were able to get away from before it seeped into your wound. Now you nasty okay. fuck out. <laughs> Uh, okay. Get your filthy teeth out of me. <laughs> Let's do this guy next. Uh, snake. Uh, let me pull up the stamp block for the. This has been a red letter. <laughs> Jesus. Good morning, DZ. What a cute little date. Yeah. Okay. We're bonding. We are bonding. Uh, that one's going to miss. Um, and friends. then this <laughs> other person is getting attacked three times. Uh-oh. Do regular villagers. Kuzni die. Uh, one of those, uh, Nat- two of those will hit. Natural Kuznis? <laughs> uh, so, uh, two piercing damage, and this person needs to make a constitution save. Do you just make it once, even if you get bitten twice? Uh, no, you would make it for each one. Oh my yeah. god. This guy's gonna save on that one. This guy's got 
He's gonna fail on that one. He gets snapped. And as he turns around, he grabs the snake and he pulls on it and it's pulling the skin with him. And he finally pulls it free and throws it to the ground. And he stumbles a little bit. And he holds his hand and there's like blood mixed with a little bit of black and green there. And he falls to the ground there. Oh no. Do do I see that? Do I know what that is? Is it I mean, just snake venom? Poison? Yeah, yeah, it just looks like poisonous snakes. Oh god. Uh, okay, four attacks here on Vincent. Oh, Vinny. Oh, Vinny, my boy. Four attack. Uh, let me. Vincent looks decently competent with the sword that he's swinging around. But he's gotta get to his turn. <laughs> Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Damn. Two of those four are gonna oh. hit. He's gonna so take two, damage. two piercing and then make Damn. two constitution saves. Poor Vinny. Uh, both of those are gonna pass. Hey, 18 Vinny. and a 17 nice. on the saves there. Okay. So as all the, the snakes are coming up over the bar and he holds it in two hands, Fuck. <laughs> starts like swinging back and forth. <laughs> At one point, you one of the snakes him. like snaps and it goes kind of over the bar right where one of the kegs is and he grabs it and he pulls on the keg and it <laughs> sort of yes. flops yes. the snake away. Okay, who's next? Uh, it's Woody. Woody. All right, Woody. All right, where am I? Okay, you are, I think you were the one on the bottom floor, yeah. right? Yeah, so you're right oh, here. Yes. Oh, great. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Woody's gonna pick up their big pint of ale, give it a big chug, and yeah! <laughs> go for where that civvy was that went down. Right here. Yay. Okay. Now, I Woody, get a new pair of boots. <laughs> I only get one attack, right? Yes, if it doesn't say. Aww, that's such a poor little bitch. Okay. Um, yeah, I Everybody's dog slip. I know. I'm just gonna go for that closest one. I'm just gonna hit it. All right, give me a attack roll. Uh, ooh, okay, uh, 18 to hit. That's gonna hit. So 1d6 plus 1 slashing, 6 total. That's gonna, uh, smashes the oh, snake. God. You hit, it, it hits the floorboards and makes kind of a little splat there on the floorboards. Um, I'll just say this for the ease of uh, quickening the combat. They have two hit points, so as oh long as, so unless you have something that does one damage, you yeah. kill it, it's automatic. Right. Hey! Oh, Stomp that snake there. Um, you have more movement anywhere else you'd like to go? jeez. Oh, uh, could punch one dead. Yeah. Can I? Could punch it to death. You what? can't punch it. Yeah. Uh, we oh, looked that up actually. You need. You can't use your fist as an offhand weapon. Uh, um, if I were to like try to drag the citizen that just fell, like is that movement? Is that forced movement where I won't get an opportunity to attack from the snakes? Uh, it. You could do that. Yes. Uh, give me a, a perception check with your uh, stats there. Oh gosh, golly. She was. What's perception associated with wisdom? Wisdom, yeah, thank you. Uh, eight. Eight. As you go down and grab the legs of the person, you give one little tug and. Oh my god. Oh man. That person's dead. Oh. Damn. Oh shit. All right. Sylvester! Uh, <laughs> 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 um, well, that being said, I'm gonna back up a little bit. Okay. Um, and yeah, get a little bit away. Okay. All right, that's it. All right, who's uh, next? After me, it's Morna. Morna. It's a bitch who can't rage. Um, I'm just a normal human girl. So, Eat very normal. I'm gonna take, um, um, nice I'm gonna run over um, to this closest snake. Is it right here? Uh-huh. Right. I'm gonna bonk him with Bill. Right. <laughs> bonk him with Bill. Yeah. Right. 
in the old Bill Bong. Uh, oh shit, that's a nine? That's gonna miss. So as you bring down Bill, it just kind of I'm gonna bonk him with Barb. Great, and then you come in with stab. Um, that's a 13. That will hit, great. Okay. So you miss with that one, but using it sort of jerks back to get out of the way, and you use that moment to stick it and pull the spear back. Um, that's a nine. Nine what? Damn it. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Again, like, one, I'll right? assume that you kill it unless that, uh, unless something weird happens. Right. Um, oh, okay. I literally can only kill them because I've got pluses. Yes, I mean, okay. unless there's some ability that right. does, like a Caltrops only does one damage, but, uh, right. but yeah, most attacks will automatically kill it. Great, and is, I'm too close to this other snake to run away and... You would incur an attack, attack of opportunity. Yep, you would. Okay, back or forward? Back. Okay. Coming back. Snap at you. Uh, 14 to hit. No. Great. Okay. Nips at your heels, but unable to find. You could feel it like it gets your boot, but then it pulls off. <clears throat> Further, uh, I think you have a little movement left if you want. I'll take um, as that much movement 10, back. 20. I'll you have 10 behind, more feet of movement. Uh, Robina. That's somebody else. That's somebody else, oh, but you I'll can get behind it. whoever that fucker is. Oh, that's <laughs> me. Oh, that's Terry. Terry. Is that Terry? I'll get behind Terry. Yeah. As you're running by, uh, Terry, nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, five. Okay, who's next? Uh, Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Okay. Yeah. Down there at the bar with the scimitar in hand. He's gonna take two swipes back and forth. Uh, he's just gonna go for these ones on the ends. Oh, can you do like cleave? Uh, no, but he can multi-attack. That would be crazy. That would be fucking sweet. Uh, both of those, oh, both of those are over 20. <laughs> one snake gets cleaved in twain, and then the other one's coming towards him, and he sticks that one, and he, the sword goes into the barrel of ale so that when he pulls it out, another like, <laughs> Whoa. A trickle of ale pours out onto the floor. split that snake in four! <laughs> um, and he's gonna stay there, sort of defending his little spot there. Who's next? Terry. Terry's up. <laughs> Terry's gonna run to the balcony, hold his hands there. I repeat, I repeat there's snakes, Sylvester's down, and someone go get Blaylock, please! And then he's gonna uh, run, uh, he's gonna run like, kind of around the table to the corner. Uh, which way are you going? Uh, sorry, um, east, uh, and then okay. north. Like up this way? Or, sorry, like in the corner by T. This yeah, way? Yeah, right there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm gonna lean over and see, Vincent, I got you! And I'm gonna take my <laughs> dagger out and throw it down at one of the snakes on the table. Great, go for it. Uh, okay. oh, I hope this clears my tab! <laughs> <laughs> what is the range on that? Uh, 2060. Great, so no disadvantage, you're within. Uh, 11. Eleven's uh, gonna miss. Oh. oh! And the snake's not looking, but it's just a tough shot. And, the, and just as Vincent's bringing up the sword, fling, a dagger goes in. And he looks up. This will not be spoken of. <laughs> Knocks the dagger away. <laughs> That's like, okay, uh, who's next? Yeah. Robina. Terry, it's uh, Robina. All right. Ooh. Oh gosh, oh, I you fool! What is Blaylock going to help you with? Uh, these are poisonous snakes. Sylvester's on the ground. It is poison. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna grab my short sword and I'm gonna stab straight down. Great, make an attack roll. <laughs> um, 11. No, yes, no. That's with the sorry, modifier. sorry, sorry. 14. That will hit. Oh, so, God. That uh, dies as well. Stab that snake. Okay, uh, any movement? I go to the next snake. Okay, <laughs> gets ready to stab the next one. Where are we next? Uh, we're at the top of TC. Okay, okay, uh, at th so we hit the end there? Yes. Okay, we'll do the commoners here. So people start to like run out to the balcony. 
you can see people like going up over the edge. Uh, once they're inside, I'm not gonna sort of continue, but yeah, a bunch of these people all clamor to the exits. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. And this last person that goes out closes the store. All right. Well, um, well played. And then That's downstairs. A good plan. You don't want well. the snakes out into the thoroughfare. Yeah, dude. Downstairs too. Wow. These people start to run out. Goodbye. Wow. Ta ta. Get home safe. <laughs> yeah, people people are like pushing tables. Like, you can hear chairs sort of screeching across the floorboards as people just try to get out as quickly as humanly possible. I think this person incurred an attack of opportunity there, just mm. one. Okay, that's a miss too. So that one gets out. So uh, yeah, so all now, by now all of the sort of non-fighters are are out. And again, this person sort of slams the door behind. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> okay, TC, you are up. Go. All right. Uh, TC's gonna jump up and uh, right over the table there, like kind of hop this one up here, and try to stab right down into that guy. Great. If you're not firing from your hidden spot, this is no longer a, a hidden attack. Oh. Oh, could I peek over and do a hidden attack from there? Yes. Then I will definitely mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. yeah. I'll try. Because you were kind of crouched down, so you come up and. <laughs> As you come up the top of the table, like it's right at eye level, like, and it opens its mouth, two big fangs there. So I get advantage on this. Yes, you do. Uh, dirty 20. And that will hit. Oh, I want to roll my big attack just cause. Uh, lots of damage. <laughs> um, lots of damage. Okay, any movement? All right, and then I'm gonna, how far down are they? Like if I lean over the, it was less than 20 feet. For somebody uh, to yeah, distance-wise. Okay. Yeah, like I'm staying up. 15 there. feet from there. I'm gonna run kind of west down around the corner here. Okay. Um, like this way? Yeah, as far as I can. Great. That's 20, 20 feet. You can use another, yeah. I mean, another, like there. Yeah. Great. That's great. Yep. Okay. Who's up? Uh, snakes. Snakes slither their way on up here, and this is gonna be two attacks. And, uh, oh, man. Oh, God, they always get stuck in this dirty stuff. Rise. There we go. Now you help spawn! <laughs> yes. Okay, two attacks. Mona, you've lost uh, some of your vigor that you usually bring to battle. <laughs> 13 to hit? Yes. And 15 to hit was the other one? Yes. So, the, so that's two damage. Oh. And then you give me two constitution saving throws. No! Oh, no. You got it's it. Stay strong. Fucking day. Nine and six. Both of those are gonna fail. Robina! Robina down! <laughs> You take four poison damage. Oh my. And then seven poison <gasps> damage. We'll be not down! And you see some of that venom sort of seeping out of the wounds there as that person collapses on the table next to them there. Oh no. Morna. Uh, Stay behind me, I can get them from range. Two more attacks on Vincent here. On Vince. Uh, one miss, one hit. So he's gonna make a Constitution saving throw and take one more damage. Uh, oh, he's gonna fail that also. So he's gonna take five poison damage there. He just gets nipped that time. He rips the snake off, throws it back on the bar, and he takes some like a mug of some of that ale and he pours it on the wound there. Oh. Shakes it off. Uh, these three slither forth. Ah, shit. Oh no! Oh, no. Wood. 
He's gonna, gonna be three be attacks here. Yeah. Uh, one was a natural one, nah. and then ten to hit, nah. and nineteen to hit. That one. Did. <laughs> uh, one damage and make a Constitution save. Con save, baby. Seven. Seven. Oh. Take six poison damage. Ooh. Gee whiz, these are some strong. Are we gonna be the only survivors in this bar? <laughs> Fucking hope. Uh, I believe that's all the. Yeah, we need people to yeah, think that think we're cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who's next? Woody. It's Woody. So okay, I'm, I'm thinking big picture here. Is there anything that I can like? Is there ale and then like a flame I can fucking throw on all three Whoa. of these things? Like I'm There's trying to think of tons of, of. There is. Lots of mugs of ale, and there are lit sort of lanterns on the posted around the walls. Let's there. go. Would I have like to provoke three opportunity attacks in order to reach those items? Uh, no. I mean, there's probably a torch like right here, and there's okay. a whole bunch of ale around you, so probably not. Oh, okay, boy. I'm gonna grab stuff. Reach for the sky. <laughs> As you grab the ale and the lantern off the wall, you turn. You see Vincent. Don't fucking do it! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> down it goes. Okay, um, they're gonna make a charity saving throw. Rest in peace, music box. Yeah. <laughs> no consequences, baby. Then he's I'm like, I fucking had this. <laughs> okay, one of them, this one kind of jumps out of the way. The other two get covered in the the liquor, and then the lantern goes down. <laughs> A little burst of flame, and these two get burnt Ooh. to a crisp. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Avenge Robina. Fire. Yeah, kind of. It's like campfire. It's like over yeah. overcooked rules. If you don't yeah. get it, it Lights, starts to spread. Yeah, some fire. I guess that's yeah, just yeah, real fire. Oh yeah. my! You mean? Oh, oh it's overcooked. Love the fire. It's overcooked. Yeah. Fire spreads. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of a fire starting there. Great. Um, um, and those were all my actions, right? Yep. So cozy. Um, and that guy's within melee range. He is still? within melee. Great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Actually, I'll stay within melee range, but I'm gonna step away from the fire a little less. Okay. Cool. And that's my turn. Holy smokes. Uh, next get, up is Morna. Okay. Get a little fire extinguisher and hold. <laughs> Why? Oh, dear God. Okay, All right, Morna. so there's these two snakes over by Robina. And as far as you can tell, that person has just She's dead. She's not revivable. That's so sad for her. Okay, then I won't do a medicine check. I'm just going to run all the way 10 feet from the snake. Okay. And I'm going to throw it. I'm gonna throw Barb. Okay. At this. Snake. Take a running start. Clum, clum, clum. No. <laughs> yeah. Eater. Um, that's uh, sixteen. <laughs> that will hit. No. <laughs> Eat dead. Okay, so so that snake is dead. <laughs> yep. So then I'm gonna run to get Barb slash whack the other Bill, the other snake with Bill. You have another ten feet of movement. Yep, you can get there. Great. Um, Ram. Oh, hell yeah, that's uh, 21. This time you bring, uh, who's it, Bill down on the, the Bill, hammer yeah. down, and the snake just crunches into a little spot there in the corner. Nice. Great, nice. another yeah. two gone. Is that all my movement? Uh, yeah, that was all your movement, yeah, because okay. we're back here. Yeah, 30-ish feet of movement, yep. Great, uh, I'm gonna be like, there's a fucking fire now. <laughs> <laughs> TZ loads his crossbow and he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, Stick. who's next? Vincent. Uh, Vincent, great. He's gonna take a multi-attack here on the two at the bar. Uh, one is gonna miss, one will hit. <laughs> Brings the uh, scimitar down to strike one of them. And he 
kicks the door open behind him. Water! And it sounds like there's someone in the kitchen, sort of like you can hear clattering of pans and things that someone's maybe getting some water from a from a basin or something. Okay. Uh, okay, that's his turn. Terry. Terry. All right. <laughs> there's one snake left. Robin is gone. Fuck play like it, Bison. Get Delia. <laughs> He's panicking. Everyone. Uh, and uh, can I like straddle the balcony and like get on the other side of it and then like oh, try to like climb down the side of the banister? Sure, give me an athletics check. Okay. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Oh, okay. Athletics, that's strength. dexterity, that's strength? Uh, strength based, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, 13 then. 13, great. You start to work your way down the side here with the flames <laughs> roaring. Uh, uh, you have enough movement to get all the way to the bottom. Okay, uh, how much movement do I have left for you? Uh, we'll call that, well that was like climbing, so that was, we'll say that 20 feet of movement. Can I get to the other snake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's two snakes. Yeah, I there's see. one right there. Uh, I'm just What are you fucking crazy? What are you always lighting shit on fire? Nat 20! Can a snake barrels back and goes into the flames? <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> uh, top the line up, TC. TC. All right. There's just the one left. Here we come. So, am I within 30 feet of it? You are 25 Beautiful. feet away. Can Let's I can I utilize either the banister or that table to take a bonus hide action? Uh, you can, and I'm gonna say you hide. It has no awareness of you up Great. there on the second floor. Barky. It's a snake. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get, buddy? 14 to hit? That will hit. Oh, thank Christ. Okay, yeah, eight plus six is 14. Okay. Uh, yeah, lots of damage. Uh, a whole bunch of damage. And why don't you... Oh my God, he gets it again. No, oh, oh, a uh, oh. She was that crossbow. Boom, boom. TC leans over the oh railing. Oh my God. And just like, catches eyes with the bartender and gives him a big... <laughs> <laughs> and just oh, sticks man. the head into the bar right in, right in front of the bartender. <gasps> the last snake goes limp and immediately he, you see Vincent sort of look up and give you a nod and then he goes into the kitchen there and you can hear him sort of <clears throat> and then him and another person come out yeah. and immediately start to like I'll jump off the through. banister right. to it, come down to me. I mean, acrobatics, Jack. Acrobatics. I'm going to yeah. run down Great. the stairs. <laughs> just branch his leg. Woody's grabbing the ales and leaving uh, the building. 18. 18. Right to the Great. door as well. You flip over the. I said! Burst out of the. As you open the door, I mean, again, have you continue to roleplay them, but with the door opening, there's people, there's tons of people out in the thoroughfare just like waiting and watching to see what sort of how it resolves. Some people are shouting, some people are pointing to the interior, all kinds of people kind of making a scene and a racket around town. If it seems like people have the water handled, I'm actually going to go straight over to that body. I, I'm going to the body. Okay, yeah. over to the, to the, 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 the preacher. The two of you basically meet there at the same time. TZ goes over the balcony, Morna goes down the stairs, and the two of you kind of get over to the person there. I want to actually, the first thing, I want to pull my bolt out of his chest. Sure. Yeah. You do so. And yep. like, yeah. You're trying to do so without kind of someone noticing? Um, I mean, Morna's going to see, but yeah, I'll try okay. to be a little subtle there. about it. Yeah. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, stealth is dirty 20. Dirty 20. You give a quick oh, look yeah. around, and you give Morna a look. Like, she can see you. You yeah. just sort of acknowledge it, but you put the bolt away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it, can I look and see how he activated the snakes? Is there any way I can tell? You mean investigation check? Happened? Yeah. Um, I'm checking. I'm, I'm like checking <laughs> that down to see what else he might have on. It's a six. Six. Oh, no. As you sort of give a look, the two of you are sort of moving the body over, sort of flipping it back and forth. Easy enough to notice that between the overcoat that he had and his skin is another layer of like padded, some kind of, it's not really armor, but like padded layers so that he could have these under here. In addition to that, it looks like there was some like ever so slight kind of straps or restraints that he was using to like hold them there as uh, briefly as possibly freak. could. What the hell? In addition to that, as you pat him down, he has nothing on him except there seems to be a little piece of paper that has like a number on it. And I'll say that you have heard of these, I've seen these before. People like uh, rent lots where the tents are. So he might've rented a tent over okay. near, I, you don't know if it's the goblins or the uh, gnomes. Yeah. Both of them have little tent communities, but he rented a, a tent somewhere, somewhere. I wanna like, again, knowing the Morn is probably gonna see it, but I, hiding it from others, just like slip that. Give me another stealth trick. Uh, dirty 20 again. Wow. Great. Wow. As you're flipping them over, you just use that same motion to slip that into your pocket. I want to kind of give it the, actually give it the look that I'm kind of checking to see if he's okay. Like medicine checky, like. Sure. You do so. Yeah. Give a little bit of a theatrical like element his face. to it. Yeah, and like. And even if you do so, you get no response yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. Sort of bleeding from. Oh, I know he's fucking dead. I got him good. <laughs> after, the, after the fire seems quelled and it never reached the point of sort of getting out of control, you watch as uh, Vincent sort of goes over to the front door and passes through the opening, pushes the doors open. Snakes are gone, and old man's out. Anyone that helps clean serpent guts drinks for free tonight. And a few people kind of <laughs> come back in. <laughs> sort of ten, yeah, tentatively people, just making sure that there are no snakes left, sort of slowly work their way back in here. And as Vincent turns around with more people coming in, he looks to the two of you. You drink for free too. I didn't get your names. Good morning, HT. DC. We Vince. came in on the wagon yesterday with Matt. You didn't come in with this guy? No. Never seen him before. Not the first nutter to come through, but the first one with snakes. Points for creativity, I guess. This has happened before. Not this. I just mean religious types come to town to make a fuss. Right. Usually they just shout and holler and get kicked out on the street. Do they get themselves killed like this? Not usually. And he looks like he goes, but he's kind of moving some of the snake guts, sort of putting them in a bucket that he has. What do you do with the bodies, typically? We'll get the dock. I already sent somebody. All right. I'll ask around and see if anybody knows this mope. If you happen to find out yourselves, stop by, let me know, would you? Sure. Of course. And I mean, the atmosphere in here is very much dampened, but people are slowly, tentatively coming back in, sort of helping get some of the snakes off the ground, putting them into a pile. Someone kind of comes over and checks on the one sort of commoner that died there. Fuck. Get the sawbones anyway, but I think he's gone. Somebody kind of lifts him. Someone puts him up on his shoulder. There's a body upstairs as well. Let's people look around. We'll get it, thanks. Perhaps some night air. Yes. yes, I think so. Yeah, step um. back out into the thoroughfare. 
as you step back out into the evening air, sort of breathing, sort of wondering what happened, Kate, you are returning from kind of the riverbank there. Oh my God. And you have no idea what's going on, but you can see that there's a crowd outside of the music box. And in addition, pushing through the crowd, you watch as the sort of distraught faces of Morna and TC sort of make their way free from the crowd. So you see them there in the distance. How, how far away are they? Like, I mean, you're seeing them from a distance. You were at the river, huh. and they're outside the music box. So here, I can bring up the map. Uh, Which one's the music box again? Uh, it's right next to Good as Gold, if you have that one, Mark. So 12 in Roman numerals. I'm gonna just sprint towards them. Sprint. Yeah, so you were down <laughs> here by the river and sort of composing yourself and just, this is good as gold and this is the music uh -huh. box there. Okay, I'm gonna run over to them and right. like see them <laughs> looking like they've just been through battle and like, are y'all okay? Yes. Just fine. What happened? Some man. A proselytizer. He released snakes into the music box. He released snakes like, like, out of a cage? Out of his coat, he had them to his body. Tucked away on his person. They killed people. Oh my god. The fire was just mainly a means to get rid of a few snakes, but it got out of hand. Look over, you can see, like, it fires out, but some smoke is still sort of in the, you know, windows and in the, in the interior. Did he say anything weird or... Scary? Oh, he said a lot of weird yes. and scary things. <laughs> yes, his whole thing was weird and scary. The ale's pretty good, though. <laughs> yes, I would go back for the ale. Well, seems like y'all continue to make a good impression here in town. All right, we get free drinks. Vincent did say that, but I... <laughs> it was, uh, it happened very quickly. Mm. He seemed to think that, he's, he said that people like this come to town, not often, but it happens. Running their mouths about the praying and gods and getting themselves smacked around, sometimes killed. Well, it seems like y'all made quick work of him. Mm. Yes, he was dispatched quite quickly. As you guys are standing here, Kate, you recognize, you see uh, the dock, the sawbones kind of come oh. through there. Graham, he sort of pushes his way through the crowd. Move, 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 and he moves his way inside. It's very quick, it just happens like you just see him and you recognize him, but uh, he goes inside. I'll, um, I'll describe the guy uh, in like great detail. Okay. I'll say to Kate, anybody you think you might have run into in the past? I mean, no, it doesn't right? sound familiar. No. Apparently he came in on the wagon today. Oh. Did you see a wagon come in today? I did, yes. Um, there was a, a fellow I recognized who came in on the wagon. Um, he was very acting very strange, so that's that's two strange people coming in today. Um, well, I wonder if you could ask them about their partners and uh, oh, partners, their, their fellows of, on the wagon. Yeah, I'll see if I can ask them anything. I mean, they seemed out of sorts. Hmm. And, when I, and when I tried to speak to the um, the driver, um, she was uninterested in communicating with me. Hmm. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Thanks. Would we? Do we have the idea that it's probably just the one wagon a day? Like, there's not like multiple wagons coming into town. Like, not it multiple is caravans. Yeah, easy to assume that maybe they came in the same. That would be. It's not guaranteed, but yes, right. often like a, a, sm a group will come in, and okay. not even every single day. But yes, yeah. usually a group travels together for safety reasons. Yeah. I wonder how long he had those snakes attached to him. I don't know. Yes. Never seen anything like it. Never. 
But if your whole thing is flaunting the gods and being out of the eyes of the cleric, it's only a matter of time before people decide to take it into their own hands. You think he thought he was saving us tonight? I think he did. His intention was certainly to frighten, right? To make it seem like he was calling upon the power of the gods. It did, yes. It felt that way for a moment. But he just had a system rigged up under there. I can't imagine snakes crawling on my, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I'm not fond of snakes either. Tell me something, ladies. What do you think you would do right now if you saw a cleric right in front of you? Strangle him. Morna? I wouldn't do anything. I don't believe they're completely powerless. Well, Mona already knows, but I put a bolt through his chest. It was the only thing to be done. Good for you. <laughs> but he was not a cleric. No. He was just a man. I know, I just meant giving the airs like he did. Had a feeling to it, didn't it? Yeah. There's a little bit of a commotion coming from inside the music box that kind of builds a little bit. And after a brief moment, the doors open back up. Swing around and kind of... And four or five people are dragging the old man's body, sort of pulling them out. Jeez. Into the river! Into the fucking river! And people, he's like, his feet are dragging against the ground there, sort of limp in their arms. And as they're moving kind of south towards the river... Is anyone the old kind man's of, body, uh, I don't know, protesting at all? Or they Not all in that group. So there's that group that's working yeah. their way, and trailing them just behind is Dr. Blaylock, sort of, yeah. why? And he sort of looks and he seems to acknowledge that the man is already dead and that there's nothing to be done. Like he seems like he was in the mid-protest, but mm. they move their way further south towards the river and he uh, sort of looks over. He's already dead, nothing to be done. Nothing to learn from him then at all, you think? Brief look I got at him. Traces of drow poison on the inside of his coat. Likely used that as a way to subdue the snakes until he was ready to let them loose. Right. God, that's disturbing. Have a good night. Good night. Sorry, couldn't do more. <laughs> Is that the doctor? Yep, that's uh, good old Doc Sawbones. Very nice gentleman. I'm sorry y'all's uh, dinner got cut, sh cut short. Um, did you get a chance to eat anything, or? They, they did not have a lot of food. We should probably eat. Not food. a robust menu, no. No, they uh, mostly ale and whiskey. Mm. Uh, what other plans you got for this evening? <laughs> I think I'm gonna call it a night. That was yes. pretty, uh... I think a, a good night's sleep is, but I, I, that isn't to say I couldn't find something to eat before then. Well, well I suppose we could eat, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she just thought she got out of having to eat with Tiki <laughs> and watch the man eat, but she's like, uh, yeah. oh. All right. Oh, well, I was gonna probably just grab a bite uh, at the Paramount. Back at the Paramount. All right. We can do that. Let's go. Okay, start to move through the thoroughfare. Uh, yeah. Do we? What are the guys doing with the guy at the river? 
Um, it looks like they, I mean, they walk a little bit, it's not so far that you can't see. They take the body and you go, one, two, three. But they're not like mutilating him. They're just they're throwing just, him in the river. Yeah. Looks like they toss the body. Respect. Okay. Nice. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, start to work your way. No honorable burial for those who uh, preach. His soul has left his body. Doesn't seem like there's gonna be a church in Broncolo anytime soon. No. Certainly not if you're releasing snakes into bars. <laughs> I take it you're not a religious gentleman, TC? I wouldn't have called this man a, a friend, no. He was a zealot. Exactly. What about you, Morna? You pray to the gods? Such personal questions. <laughs> Well, in a town such as this, so unfriendly to it, it would seem very unwise, wouldn't it? We've all sung our little bedtime, uh, you know, uh, songs, right? You sing yourself to sleep, TC? I grew up in a place as religious as all of us, I suppose. There is no such harm in singing hymns to oneself. I don't know. I learned a lot of those in school, and I don't like to think about them. No comfort to be found in something so traditional and from your youth? My father loved to sing. Mm. Oh, that's sweet. I can understand that. He had a terrible voice. Power <laughs> <laughs> to him. All the more impressive. Indeed. I don't know. My parents went to church, but felt like they were putting on a show, you know? Mm. Nothing they ever believed in, just doing it to appear good. Go through the motions. Yeah, always seemed fake to me. Seems like a lot, of, a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work to stay in the good graces around town, you know? Hmm. Let's continue on to the Paramount. We're gonna sort of rewind all the again, sort of happening at the same time. That was a while. Let's call it. Woo. We all sing ourselves to sleep, don't we? <laughs> oh my god. Alien. Wow, yeah. that was, uh, Oh, I should have done an inside check on that one. <laughs> Having left behind uh, a, a bowl of mushroom and, and potato stew, yes. Oxley, uh, I'm so work your way back so down to the lobby of the Paramount, where once again, uh, Clement sort of gives you a polite nod. Everything uh, to your liking in the kitchen. Uh, it was wonderful. Uh, Kenzo's a fantastic cook, and we're hoping to try some new recipes together. It's Rarely that he takes to someone so readily. <laughs> really? Well, I'll take that to heart. He's a great, he's a great person, great chef. Well, if you ever need a job in Broncolo, I'm sure we could oblige. Wow. All right. Okay. New I'll, I'll think about that. I'll stew on it. That's what we made. <laughs> All right, Clemens. I'll see you later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes uh, back to the okay. Start. You step outside. Right. Where are you headed? Yeah. Headed to the blacksmith's. Yeah. You once again go to that uh, northwestern end of town. Oh you haven't God. been here yet, but you've seen it. You saw it mm. on the way into town. Uh, the lights are mostly down, but there's a little bit of that glow from the furnace. And it seems like there's a man there. I think you've heard his name at this point, Crenshaw. I can't remember who's heard what. Crenshaw. But yeah, Crenshaw. <clears throat> and he's sort of outside, and he seems to be sort of seated and with his feet up kind of on a piece of scrap metal or something. And he has a bottle of kind of whiskey in his hand. And he seems to just be kind of enjoying the kind of 
the sort of ebb and flow of the uh, furnace that he kind of has in front of it. It's, it's unclear to you if he's even sort of working on something in particular. He might just be kind of enjoying the evening. As you approach, you also get the same impression that uh, Kate did as she did as, as she, when she approached, which is that the home itself that's attached to the forge outside mm. is quite lavish. I mean, the man very clearly does well for himself and he's sitting there with sort of big scraggly beard, pot belly bulging in his <laughs> leather apron there, sort of enjoying a bottle. It's a, it's a nice night for a drink. <laughs> Flea bags always find their way to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, I can see you're not very much in operating hours. Would you mind sharing a couple words? He look, goes, it looks to his right where there's like another piece of scrap metal and he shoves a piece off to make room for you there. Uh, thank you. Um, I don't know if you're the type to not want to talk about work when you're not working or if it's what you love to talk about all the time. Proud of my work. Right. <laughs> Proud to talk about it. Amazing. Uh, well, actually, I I brought this with me. I didn't say this, but I brought my my armor. You know, that sure. vented, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or I don't know if I'm wearing it. Oh. I have it. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I took a bit of a dive off a cliff. It was in a whole ordeal. Uh, my chest armor's been dented heavily. It's been limiting my range of movement. Um, how is, I figure this is something that you could fix. Uh, I wouldn't have to get a whole commission of a new armor. No, I could take a look at it. Great. Um, I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem anything. It, it doesn't have any huge gashes or anything, but uh, I would definitely like to use my left arm a bit more. Uh, She's got a few dents, but looks like she served you well. Oh, definitely. I think I would have lost a couple ribs if I didn't have the... Baby honor, so, uh, yeah, and also- Lucky one of Crenshaw's thumpers didn't hit you. Crenshaw's thumpers? <laughs> I'm not familiar. My specialty, hammers. Ah, uh, I punch right through that armor. A hammer would punch straight through this armor? Well, punch right through your ribs through the armor. Oh, wow, uh, is, wow, Crenshaw's thumpers. That's right. Maybe I should take a look at that when you're uh, in operating hours. That sounds like a, quite the weapon. Do you make slash sell any other inventory of weapons or armor here, or is that more of like a good as gold situation? I don't know. I can get you most of your basics. Oh, great. Because, uh, I mean, I love my greatsword. That's my bread and butter, but... Uh, but it's no Crenshaw's Thumper. But it is no Crenshaw's Thumper. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I... I've, I've been feeling the want to... I don't know. You, I don't know if you have a bow or arrows here, as well as daggers, hammers. I just like to outfit myself a bit more on things that I can use more versatile, versatility. You know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, so, uh, would you have those in stock? Would you want to do business now, or is it a? Well, I can sell you some if you want. Oh, great. As far as repairs go, you might want to wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> till I'm sober. Of course. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> want to. I'm sure it's quite dangerous with all the forging and everything. Um, yeah, I, I can come by tomorrow. I wouldn't. I can deal with another day of this. Uh, but sure. Uh, how much would you charge for something like this? Your armor's got a few dents in it. Yeah. Mm, I'd say probably maybe one tenth cost to okay. get it repaired. Oh, Which for what kind of armor do you have again? Heavy. Uh, specifically, does it say? Uh, so... Would you 
like full plate. I thought, like, is it plate armor? I think it might be. Or half plate, I think. Maybe. Half plate is that, or no, because that's not heavy armor, that's medium armor. Yeah. The heavy armors are ring mail, chain mail, splint, and plate. Do you know, is it splint? Really? I think it might be splint. Um, I don't have it, but. We'll say for now, it's, we'll amend the prices accordingly if it's not. We'll say that it's splint for now. Um, and so splint armor costs 200 gold for splint armor, which means that the repairs might cost around 20 to okay. get it repaired. That seems quite fair. Uh, I could totally, totally do that. Um, and weird thing, a, a friend of mine that I've met recently has a weapon that I've actually never wielded and that kind of aggravates me that there's a weapon I haven't wielded. He's called it a, a yickle. Oh, is that something that you could make? yickle wah A yickle wah <laughs> I must have misheard. Uh, a yickle wah Well, so you've have you made them before or sell them? Grandchild can make a yickle. Oh, great. Because, uh, I mean, if there's a weapon I haven't wielded, it's got to be wielded. So I would love to get one of those as well. I find that same temptation myself. Really? You don't stray? You stray from the hammers. They seem to do quite well. You got to swing one of everything. Get a feel for it. I'm going to get one of those hammers. Crenshaw's hammers. That sounds great. Uh, okay, well, uh, yeah. We'll do some business now if you're willing to sell me. Do you have to carry bows? Mm, bows, not so much. Yeah, it's not really metal work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, well then, if you have a Yikawa, mm-hmm. I'll take a Yikawa. I'll take a hammer. I'll take a dagger. Um, and I'll come back to you if there's something else meets my fancy that I want to use. Do me a favor. State that I'm in. Yeah. Write it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh-huh. As for the thumper, uh-huh. comes in four varieties. Oh. Mithril thumper. Wow. Savage thumper. Oh. Weighty thumper. Mm-hmm. Rigorous thumper. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are all oh, baby. great words. Um, <laughs> Mithril thumper. Lighter. Easier to swing. Easier mm-hmm. to hit your target. More great sword guy. Savage thumper. That'll deal a weighty blow. It's not the one that would drive a hole through my armor. That'll give you a good smack. (laughs) Weighty thumper. It rattles your target. Doesn't just do damage. Mm. It'll knock them loose. Okay. And then the rigorous thumper? Well, you keep hitting the same target with the rigorous thumper, you'll punch right through that armor. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I kind of want to take one of each. How much are they? How much money you got? <laughs> <laughs> Not a ton, so I'm trying to uh, deliberate my priorities. A few hundred gold per thumper. Wow! Okay, I can't do that right now. Um, can't do that right now, but that sounds brilliant. Okay, I'll do a couple bank, more. Bank of Broncolo gives out loans. Oh, there's a bank here. Um, I'll go see what their going he rates are. to you where it where it is. It's no, it's X on the map. Uh, Roman numeral ten, which is one of the ones X you guys have not. The bank. In the very bottom right oh. corner. Mystery solved. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, maybe I'll go visit them tomorrow. See what their rates are on loans. Um, and, oh. Never a bad investment. Yeah, from what, from what I hear, that's a very well worth investment. Um, okay, how much do you charge for just dagger Yikawa? Uh, what was that fun? Uh, it was oh, yeah. Low, but you can't get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the hammer, but that's not uh, Dagger's cheap. Yeah. Couple gold for a dagger. Okay. And Yikawa, a little more specialty. Yeah. Uh, call it 15. 15? Okay. Uh, I'll take two daggers then. And then uh, Yikawa. 
Write it down. All right, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Write it down. Hand over him a slip of paper there. So what would you call it? Uh, twenty. I think it was nineteen. How am I throwing in twenty for you doing business while you're drinking and having a lovely night? If that's okay with you. Sort of teeters on his chair a little bit, and he looks like he might. Sounds good. All right, twenty gold it is. <laughs> All right. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh wait, that's. I'm, uh, I'm he has to protect here. himself from the Gorio now. Load up. Okay. Uh, don't worry about it now. I can pick it up uh, tomorrow if that works for you. All right. Drop All it right. off your armor. I'll have them for you. Okay. Uh, and just so I know, because uh, that might be doing a couple jobs. How long would? take for you to do this, do you think? Is it a full day thing? Or? Mm, a couple of hours at least. A couple hours. Not okay. a whole day. Depends how busy I am. Of course. Okay, I'll check in tomorrow. Thank you, Crenshaw, right? Yeah. You didn't get your name. Ilian. Yes, Ilian Tyrone. Crenshaw. Crenshaw. What's your name? Is Ilian Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. Nice All to right. meet you, sir. Nice to meet you, Crenshaw. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. You too. Alright. <laughs> Goes back to kind of just staring at the furnace there. Cool. Is the man, man gonna remember you gave him the gold? <laughs> I don't Should've know. Should've gotten a receipt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Should've gotten a receipt. You stole my thumber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yep. That's it. We're gonna pivot back to the patiently waiting docks. Who has ever so slowly counted down the minutes and finally in your head, sort of, you feel sometimes you might have <laughs> lost track and then come back, but you feel, and you feel like you might be approaching that sort of 30 minute mark there. All right. Here we go. Everything's fine. I'll just can't, no. Here we go. I'm gonna get up, do a little stretch, take one last swig from the bottle, empty it, go downstairs and head on out. Heading to the Lucky Eve? Yeah. Straight there? Yeah. <laughs> As you start to approach the Lucky Eve, you think to yourself that at this point, you've seen this place at pretty much all levels of liveliness and patronage. You've seen it sparse in the morning. You've seen it brimming at night. And now kind of a loose transitional period where the floor isn't completely mobbed, but tables are very fast filling up. People are very much coming in from the mines, most of the people, now that it's really getting dark out. People are all coming in from their jobs, unable to kind of continue this hour. The croupiers are bringing kind of an infectious enthusiasm that keeps the coin flowing. You can see them kind of, lucky shooter, lucky shooter, a lot of shouting across the tables, people trying to encourage people to throw more coin down. In the back, a very thin veil of smoke kind of hangs in the air from the poker enthusiasts who are puffing on pipes or smoking cigars. Even through the haze in the back, a blue skin tone should be easy to spot. So when you run your eyes kind of left to right across the floor and you see no such complexion, you're confident that Nile isn't sort of hidden somewhere out in the open that you would see. Looking for other signs of familiarity, you do see Delia Croy, who seems to be pouting at one of the roulette tables, cursing Lady Fortune. 
and Teddy Haas is bringing a fresh round of drinks to a group that seems to be partway through a tense hand of Brunk Hollow Double Pass. Everyone that's seated around the table is sort of anxiously waiting to see where the sort of next card goes. So, you know, look across the floor. Dowsy's gonna find a reflection somewhere, and if you were a fly on the wall inside the Tyrune's hotel room, she's going to do exactly what Ilian did back when he was in the room by himself looking in the mirror, where she just looks and... Gets that smile, make sure it looks right, and heads on in. So Nile is nowhere, right? I don't see Nile. Um, I'm gonna make my way to where that table was that I went to that one time where the, I was pointed at. It was a roulette, roulette table. table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to work your way toward the back. Um, and I'm gonna p try to position myself. Maybe I'm watching for like a round or two if they allow that. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna try there's to- people standing around. Sweet. I'm people like to watch if there's like a, you know, a particularly big pot on the table. People watch yes. to see if there's a... All right, I'm gonna position myself so that I can see the door. Great. Uh, the front door, if I can. As you sort of stand there, sort of looking over the shoulders of the table, a number of rounds kind of play through. Betsy and Betsy and sort of clearing across and 14, 14, oh, like a couple rounds go by. People winning money, losing money, more people losing than winning money. Time goes by, you don't see him, enter him. Doxy's gonna like take a, like a, just like pace around the room, looking into like bathrooms, like sideways. There isn't like, a bathroom. To... There's oh, okay. like outhouses in the rear, sort of. Okay. But... Um, like the Montero's hallway that they led us to. That's upstairs. Okay. Is there like is that like roped off? It, I, I think I mentioned this before. There's like a little swinging gate that you would have okay. to open to get to the staircase. It's clearly not for patrons to just walk up. Okay, um, I'm gonna find Teddy if I can. Great, yeah, he seems to, he's over at the bar and he's sort of waiting for another, the person, the bartender to sort of pour a few, another round of drinks there. And as you, Oi. ah! Teddy. Hello, hello and welcome back. Thanks. Some of your party returned a few hours ago and we wondered when you might stop by to make your request. Oh, understood. I actually need to confer with my brother just to see where our alignments are, because I think we'd like to push it all forward to one direction. Please, take your time. I appreciate that. Were the Monteros pleased with our work? They were, yes. Excellent, perfect. Um, I'm actually here, I'm wondering if you have seen Niall since... Ah. What? No, um, Mr. Morton safely returned, in part thanks to you, I understand. Yes. Safe and ready to receive a visitor. He didn't tell me who, but by your inquiry, I assume he's waiting for you. Oh, understood. Yeah, that's me, yeah. Uh, please, this way. Great. Did I get a vibe from that look that he gave at all? Like, Give me an insight check. feel like a threat at all? Give me an insight check. Damn. Insight. You tell him that 20. Oh, let's find out. The impression that you get from him is mainly that he seems to have been instructed by Niall that a visitor might be coming and might request his presence, and that he seemed a little bit surprised that it was you, as if this wasn't the first time that Niall has sort of set up a meeting here, and maybe other people had come, so he was expecting someone that he had seen before. Like he, someone he knew to come be meeting with Nile. Mm. 
Okay. But sort of just a little surprise as someone who's brand new in town and Niall being a large sort of a longer term fixture of the town. Okay. He just seemed a little taken aback that it was you who seemed to be requesting the meeting with him. Got it. Um, if the escort takes a little, like a couple of seconds here. Uh, Walking across the floor. Great. Um, I'm not the first to uh, be escorted by you to Mr. Niall, am I? <laughs> Mr. Morton uh, occasionally reserves a room here uh, to meet, yes. Oh. You ever? Listen in on any of those meetings? <laughs> no, of, of course not. That was a pretty important man here, isn't he? Uh, he is a valued customer, I would say. He does work with the Monteros a lot. They hire him on occasion. He is a, a scout of, of good reputation. Does he ever uh, compete with the Murkall at all? Um, my understanding is actually that he's done work for the Murkall. Got it. Great. He walks over to that gate once again, just as he did earlier today, leads you to that swinging gate on the eastern end of the room, behind which is the same staircase that you ascended up to meet the Monteros. This time, however, when you get to the second floor, you're led past the first room on the left, which is the one that you entered in to meet with the Monteros, and he leads you further down the hall to the third door on the right. As you walk down the hall, you notice something that you didn't notice before because you entered into the first available room, which is that on the other doors, there are small placards where a rectangular slate has been fitted in kind of right at eye level. You walk by the ones and the ones that you walk by read vacant, vacant. And then the third door says occupied. It seems that it is not unusual for people to request a private room here. Okay. That some of these rooms, unlike the one that you met the Monteros in, are sort of rentable private spaces in some way. Okay. He gets to that door and he stops at the one that says occupied. And after sort of listening with his ear for a very brief moment, he politely knocks. Miss Tyroon to see you, Mr. Morton. He waits for a moment. Yeah, let her in. Hear Niall's voice. Teddy turns the handle and he cracks the door open, but he doesn't swing it fully. He sort of opens it and just an inch and then sort of bows politely, gives you a smile and a bow, and he starts to head back down the hallway. So he doesn't even sort of concern himself with whatever's in the room. <laughs> Grab hold of that door, big smile. Open it up and walk in. As you walk in, you push the door the rest of the way and you step inside. You find Niall seated at a very large wooden table that could probably seat eight to 10 people if you, you know, had enough chairs around it. But currently it's just him seated at the table. The rest of the room is rather barren just a chandelier hanging in the center of the room overhead. But the walls are solid brick, so that the sound of the action below doesn't just muffle, quashes it entirely. Scattered across the table in front of Nile are several large pieces of parchment with what look like geometric designs, uh, circles, ovals, triangles, some other symbols that you don't recognize at a glance, and lots of squiggling lines that look vaguely like a topographical map. Perhaps even a map of the area around Broncolo Valley. So some kind of, you know, map that he has in front of him that a number of scribblings and scratchings have been written on. 
And sorry, the like circles and stuff, that's all part of like a Yeah, it's all on the maps. Yeah, there's all these topographical maps. Some of them have kind of big circles. Some of them have other things kind of indicated. There's lines, colors. You don't know what any of the symbols mean, but he seems to have marked several points of interest here on this on this map of the area. Got it. Niall's affable demeanor from the chop house has been tempered somewhat. He's sort of a, a more serious look on his face. And he removes a pair of reading glasses that he has for the first time you've ever seen now with reading glasses. And he sort of, sort of sarcastically motions with the glasses and puts them down on the table. And he motions to the chair beside him. Have a seat, Doxley. Doxley goes slowly and she like looks around the room. Just, well, if this isn't a place to misbehave, Niall, I can't think of a better one. And as if waiting for his cue, the door behind you closes without your moving to make it do so. And looking over to your left, what was behind the door, you see the culprit of its operation. A halfling man in an all-black suit accented with a red bow tie, stubble on his chin, and a glove on his left hand. As you've come to expect by now, he says nothing. The halfling that you saw at Narvo's CNC when you went with Gujek offering only a slight jerk of his head in the direction of Nile and the table. Micah. <laughs> Good to see you. You can tell Doxley's a little on edge, and she'll go and sit down. Over. He makes no movement at all, and you go over to the table, and you sit in the seat kind of right there, and Nile's on your left there. He's at the end of the table. Doxley's gonna have her arms crossed, and her left hand is just gonna be holding the hilt of her dagger mm. in her sheath under her coat. You used his name. I understand that you two may have already crossed paths over at Izzy's place of business. Yeah, I enjoy his work ethic. He's gonna sit in on our meeting, or stand in as he tends to prefer. Where'd your brother run off to after I left? Just went home. And by home, I mean to our room at the Paramount. I would have preferred the former. You don't have to worry about him. I've got it under control. Now that he's not here, care to shed any more light on this unexpected company? When you said that someone a bit older may have given him a nudge, is that a fact or a supposition? Just a supposition. As we spoke of through vague correspondence, I'm not sure he has the stomach for the big moves that we have planned. As I also alluded to, I have some ties that I didn't mention to your parents association with a particularly established member of the community. I've come to learn that Izzy Narvos is a forward thinker, much like you and me. That doesn't surprise me. The two of us realized we had a lot to offer each other, making use of each other's strengths. You have any quarrel with any of that? Why would I have a problem, Niall, with you having a strong relationship with one of the strongest members of this community? The man Gujek 
maintain friendly relationship with him. I think he trusts me to protect him. Do you care if you don't protect him? What's the job? Have a look at this. He goes to his diagrams, pulls it over to him, kind of spreads each of them out in front of you so you can see kind of all the maps. And again, sort of confirming your suspicions. It looks like one of them is a little more of the area right around Broncolo. One of them is the Greater Valley. One of them looks like it might be like a loose sort of depiction of the downwheel. First thing to know is that my occupation as a scout for the cusp isn't exactly a public service. And I maintain friendly relationships with Fort Contrition because I provide them with useful knowledge. And I'm gonna share with you what that knowledge is. All right, you can trust me. All right. And that's where we're gonna end. Oh! oh! <laughs> Matthew! Oh. Oh. Uh, Matthew, bitch. <laughs> Learning a little more about Niall's loyalties and where they lie. Oh. In Rose Niall, uh, oh. disappointing. <laughs> disappointing Kate at every, at every <laughs> Niall. What did I say? What did I say about Kate? <laughs> Niall. <laughs> that is where oh, we're going oh, no. next week. Once again, I will remind people that uh, Notch and Soda is next week, which Ooh. I'm sure there will be plenty to discuss. Oh my god. The conclusion of next week's episode. What the fuck are you doing? That's what are you doing? Don't look at me! <laughs> you, you, everyone talks about me hiding shit. You is hiding yeah. all the shit. Doxley. Doxley, Tyrone. Oh boy. You got a sack full of shit. Loyal to the Gorianon. That is where we're going to pick up next time. Well done, everyone. Um, some alliances forged for some evening activities. The Our powers combined. Ilian <laughs> and Kate perhaps deciding what else is to be done this evening as they have a little bit of time to themselves. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We'll, uh, and we will continue to see what uh, Doxley's cooking up here with Niall. Jesus. Uh, That's crazy. I just realized I didn't like see you guys once <laughs> so, uh, this episode. Mm -hmm. I didn't see you guys. Oh, no. We, uh, yeah. Neither. Ah. Yeah. Three of us. That's crazy. Got our own shit. That's where we're gonna pick it up. Oh my god. Yeah, so, so, like, a lot of people found us on TikTok for that second half. Hey, uh, welcome. Hey, uh, yo, hi, guys. Only yo. chapter 11 in our new homebrew yeah, D&D campaign. Still, still the. What? Go on. I, I just have something to add near the end. Go ahead. Jesus. Um, and oh, if you wanna watch the first 10 episodes, they're all on YouTube, and we do this every Sunday night. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, and next week we're gonna do like a talk back. We were just talking about Notch and Soda, which is for like subscribers and stuff only, where you get to like hang out with us after the show. What are you smiling you about? You're gonna love it, trust me. Okay. Trust me. Uh, yeah. So find us next week as well. Yes. And oh, go to, uh, if you haven't joined our Discord, discord.gg slash tabletop notch. And there's gonna be a new discussion thread about this episode. The last discussion thread was over a thousand messages. Yeah. You guys went crazy. You should definitely join the Discord. Oh no, what? Oh, Just I'm telling you, okay. you'll love it. I'm ready. There is a I'm new, you're making her there was like a new piece of fan pants. art tonight, at less Ooh. like less than two hours ago, uh, cataloging 
what I think is a little bit of an embellishment of the last stream's fist fight. <laughs> <gasps> there is a Doxley some deep into the mud. Yes. If I could do yeah. it quickly, I would bring it up. But go to the Discord. Go to the Discord. Oh, right oh, that's in, the, in the fan art <laughs> channel. Who did that one? Uh, Yasin underscore brown. Yeah. I have Amazing. not seen yes. it. Yes. 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 Twitch cool. subscriber. Uh, been with us on Discord for the last month or so. Doxley gets in fights and then conspires at the Lucky Heathen. Holy fuck. That is what she be doing. Sorry, guys. What'd you do? Next episode's gonna be a good one. Oh, God. Maybe. So, pop your theories on what Doxley's up to and pop your theories on the best way for TC to break into the old room at the Paramount there. Graves. Gnomes. Wolves. We are. Little insular gnome community. Oh, the job. That's right. You promised to hang out with me tomorrow morning. I did. You and me, we gotta go to this guy's lot. We gotta find the preacher's lot. Yeah, we do. Oh, God. We got tasks on tasks. There's so much going on. All right, everybody. Ooh, was there some any thank yous or do? Yes, I gotta please. thank people. Yes. Hold on one second. Oh man. You always gotta refresh because the you list know. just keeps getting bigger. Mm -hmm. It really does. This is weird. this is spicy. And we're still As on. She's searching two. through that. One more reminder that we just dropped a new Patreon drop. Um, if that interests you, they are hymns and prayers, of which one was spoken very, very quickly oh. by the preacher before he. Uh, yeah, got which it. one was that? Uh, it was it was breaky. Breaky. Yeah, breaky. Oh. Yeah. The scary one. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, is it? Uh, I was it, scared. Deidre. I'll read I the part that he our... recited. Break ye, this is the path you have chosen. This is where you place your faith. Break ye and open your heart, or your heart will be opened upon us unwilling. Kayvon Clay resubscribed, Mr. Ward 78 uh, resubscribed, SA Class Worship resubscribed, Jungle Rosso resubscribed, Alex Slayer did 100 bits, Moody Pirate resubscribed, Pokodogo gifted us up, thank you. Thanks. Alex Slayer 100 bits and then another 100 bits and then 20 bits, Mutant Drumstick resubscribed, thank you all so, so very much. Thank you. Um, thank you guys. In case you don't follow us on Instagram, I made a cute little blooper reel of us trying to make the recap uh, yeah. this week and we will be playing so Real. Once we conclude our business. Oh yeah, that's playing like yeah. one we... It's playing like right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Um, thank you guys so much for the support. Oh. We really appreciate it. We're thrilled to be uh, back. Um, we hate taking a week off, but we're back in it. Mm. Um, we have... Uh, oh yes. We have uh, <laughs> a couple more weeks, um, I think next week and then the week after. And then again, there's one more break week for I mean, Christmas Christmas Eve yeah. that Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, there is an, there's another little break in there, but we have two more episodes before we have to depart from that. Only two? God damn. I know. Wow. It's crazy. Holidays. Stupid holidays. <laughs> yeah, the holidays going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. So, Look at you little bow. Have a wonderful week. Yeah. Cheers and thanks Cheers. for the support, Cheers. everyone. Yeah. We'll see you next Sunday. See you later. Drunk Did you want it? Yep, Did you I want, want to hit, hit you, you in the face. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I got this. I got this. Fuck. <laughs> You're getting further away. Okay. <laughs> Do you need to get closer? No. How dare you? Previously, on chat. come up in the Mildog Nilbog basement. Fuck. Mildog? Nildog basement. Is it just me or does it smell like Nildog up here? <laughs> oh, what's Nildog? <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> uh, stick around and find out on chapter 11 of Brunkalo. <laughs> he got stuck in the thing.
Previously on chapter reservations ten. about fulfilling the order, unless she had a butter under butter, <laughs> unless she had a butter understanding. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha